22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. If you really knew how she was in real life, you would be like, that's false advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking to you. But by the way, shout out to um, my girl G for doing the intro. Welcome again to, meanwhile, 22 pages later, the 15th episode. It's kind of like our quinceanera, isn't it? Ah, Arriba! Wow, you both went Mexican on that. <laughs> like, I don't I'm, know. I'm your non-Latin host, The Cap, <laughs> here with Mike, The Finance Guy. Hey, what's going on there? Because I can hear you shiver with anticipation. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and, of course, Ralph The Tech. I've given her all she's got, Captain. She ain't got no more. Wow, that was a, that was a, rot, that was a really, really rot. That was a bad... Imitation. I was saying oh, rowdy. Oh, man. I have imitation. never heard of a Scottish Dominican ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, that imitation sounded so good in these new mics that you two have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can say anything in those mics and it sounds wonderful. Yep. Oh, I love it, man. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So, if you ever listen from episode one to, to episode now, you'd realize now. that we've been <laughs> dealing with sound issues and, and, you know, sound obstacles and... For the first time in a while. And Cap's talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, Mr. Run-On Sentence? Shoot. Uh, if, if people who were um, deaf had to like get this on closed captioning, when Mike the Finance Guy talks, it's like, comma, comma, semicolon, semicolon. Be one run-on sentence. I can make the deaf hear again. That's all that matters. That's just broadening my fan base. So hopefully we would like some feedback. If you like the sound... Text, I'm text us. Um, email us at, oh, I'm trying to get the email straight. Meanwhile, no. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we do for the, the, the cap has never been here before. No, the cap just does, does the, we have the commercials recorded, so I keep forgetting. I usually use the Twitter handle, Meanwhile22. You can actually hit us up on there and tell us what you think of the mic. Then you should put hashtag Ralph sucks if you don't like the mic or Ralph's a god <laughs> if you like the mic. See, there, that's what I was going for. Well, yeah. or, or the easiest one. How about this? Go to Facebook if anyone happens to have Facebook out there. That's right. We have a new Facebook page. And and sign up. Like that page. It's yes. uh, Facebook.com forward slash Meanwhile 22 Pages Later. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny because I was wondering when we were going to be on Facebook. but And if you like the podcast, go on iTunes and give us a review. Yeah. They're we free. We love reviews. Yeah. They're free. Download them. Especially for those who are already downloading it, which we thank you, by the way. Um, please. Please, please. <laughs> like, like, like a sleaze stack. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how, much, how, how many of our audience members actually know what a sleaze stack is. So. Well, hopefully, if they know it, it's because they watched some reruns of Land of the Lost, the TV show, which was piss poor. Not the... Uh, they saw the remake. Yeah, not that it. damn remake, which was even remake. pissier, poorer. <laughs> Will Ferrell. You're poor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, Will Ferrell. I'm kind of done with him. So you know, but I, I I remember that movie. Just I got excited for the movie, and then just realizing it's Will Ferrell. They're probably gonna make a mockery of it. And, I didn't get excited for it because it's like they're raping my childhood. I mean, like, like, okay, and all the pedophile lights <laughs> go up. Go ahead, Mike. But you know, I mean, how good was Starsky and Hutch? And how good was the Dukes of Hazard? Leave my childhood alone. Hey. <laughs> Leave it alone. Jessica Simpson can rape me anytime. Really? really? Right now? Yeah. Really? You're into the blondes? <laughs> Ugh. Hey. N- nothing against blondes. Just, I just, no. Hey. 
It happens. All right. Come on. With her KFC thighs now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph says it happens. And speaking of things that happen, let's do it. Let's do some quick news for a second. There's been some news going on this week that's kind of, I would say, has shaken the, the, the nerd world, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Okay. So would somebody give some clarity on what I am discussing, even though all nerds that are nerds know what I'm talking about? Well, there's been some news updates about the new batman superman movie that's coming up what and that? it's that they've announced who they want as wonder woman ah all these all these years of people asking for one woman being on the big screen and now they're gonna get it and who do they name uh gal gadot like i like to say it gal god no <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess we know your opinion right <laughs> she, she she in my opinion would not be the Wonder Woman you would want to choose for that age, that, that'd probably be like a teenage Wonder Woman, you know, like showing her growing up or something. Yeah, that, oh, that's actually a good idea. Right. Um, it's, I mean, granted, again, movie magic, uh, a little working out and camera angles, you know, I'm sure they'll get her looking some, relatively close some, to the part. Some implants in both directions? Yeah, oh my God, definitely. Uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. You said, you said, you know, she'd be better for a Wonder Woman growing up. And I was going to say, Wonder Woman growing up? A Wonder Woman growing out. <laughs> she needs to grow up too. Guys. Okay, and and please for, uh, for for the audience who does who does not know who Gal Gadot is, uh, she's what from Fast and the Furious. She's yeah. she was the um the one of the police agents from Fast and the Furious, right? Mm-hmm. She was okay. the, and the one in Brazil, correct? No, no, no. You're thinking of someone else. Oh, I know. You're talking about the the, the Asian guy's girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Okay. I've unfortunately never watched any Fast and Furious because you have standards. I do have standards. <laughs> you should watch it now that Paul Walker's dead. I was just about to say, wow. which of course I was going to lead into gently, but, <laughs> but Ralph decided to just poke a, you know, put a sharp stick in his Spoilers. eye. Spoilers. <laughs> Says that this Please, was a good if, segue. If you don't know that mention. he's dead by now with all the new media coverage, then uh, you've oh, been living under a rock. Well, it wasn't so much the spoiler or that. It was just nice, a nice gentle lead in. I was going to segue into it there. And not the machine with the wheels either. <laughs> I'm not known for being gentle. <laughs> that, that, that brings you a lot of problems. <laughs> so, Mike, let's say Ralph it'll, it'll didn't jack- slap him, Ralph. <laughs> let's say Mike, Mike. Let's say that Ralph didn't mess up that segue for you. How are you going to segue? Into I was that? about to say. And speaking of Fast and the Furious, wow. Cap. Unfortunately, we we now know that. <laughs> it, I just caught that joke. You had to see my face on that one. <laughs> I am Fast and Furious. Yeah, three minutes of power. Go ahead. Paul, Paul Walker's rolling around in his grave right now. Oh, man. Wow, I'm not even going to make that joke. <laughs> I shouldn't even make that joke. But yeah, no, he's he's dead at 40, as we all know. Um, and there's not much really can say. I mean, we know it was a car accident. Um, I didn't get all the specifics, though. Like, was it was it deemed so far that it was his accident? Or was there... it was he was in the passenger seat? He was a passenger. Okay. Yeah, the it was a stunt driver driving, and apparently someone cut them off. Okay. And the stunt driver lost control, and they crashed into a tree. Worst stunt driver ever, evidently. Yeah. Well, um, not anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Well, I, I, but, I, uh, I don't even feel comfortable laughing about that. But yeah. No. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like I said, you know, you know, he built the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, I particularly like him from Joyride, and my favorite movie that I ever saw him in was Running Scared. You keep telling me to watch that. You and have I, to watch Running Scared. And I saw the I saw an advertisement for it before, actually the day he died. Oh wow. About oh, Running Scared was going to be on I think USA or something like oh, that. Really. And it was like it was weird because it was a day. Matt like he died last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I think right after we did the podcast. Yeah, you sent me yeah. the text. I said, hey, yeah. guess what? Paul Walker's dead. And there was a lot of things around that. A lot of things around Paul Walker dying because I think at some point the day before, they had um, they had put, played a practical joke on the internet. 
about his death. Oh, really? Yeah. So a lot of people were not sure if he was dead or alive. TMZ got one report from this false, um, not a false um, internet source, but they got their source was false. They were pulling a hoax, and that was the day before. Wow, that's. I don't even know how, why in the world would you start an internet hoax, internet hoax about someone being dead. I don't get that one. People like trolling. I, I suppose. I, I guess it's not so much even not even about respecting the sanctity of being dead. I mean, you know, I'm the first person to try and like deal with it by lightening it up and, and making a joke here or there if it's pseudo appropriate. Um, but right. I, I just don't understand the point of just going around saying like so and so is dead. It just. It just sounds like you really have nothing better to do with your life. Some people have very sick senses of humor. Ah, I suppose so, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. I love the way you say that. Meanwhile, you look at we're looking at each other, and I'm like, we have sick senses of humor. Are you crazy? <laughs> Not <laughs> oh. me. I'm very respectful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very respectful. Um, by the way, um, going back to Gail Godot, um, how did you, because I know we all have geek friends, how did your geek friends receive the news? Like anybody you spoke to or anybody you've encountered? Um, the only, mostly anybody I saw, because I really don't, um, I didn't talk to anybody live so much about the uh, the whole choice. But um, a few friends that I have on my Facebook, stuff like that. Uh, your, uh, our, our, our sometimey uh, visitor, actually, Troy, he seems pretty good with uh, Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman. I mean, he's just saying, you know, give her a try, you know, let her bulk up and see what happens. Um, I personally have no feelings about her acting ability because I've never seen her act that I'm aware of. Like I said, for me, it's purely a look thing. But um, it seemed, though, that most people have a problem with her being one only just because she's... We're not talking thin. I mean, you know, uh, Linda Carter, who we all worship as Wonder Woman because she really was Wonder Woman. I mean, not just the fact that she was the only live version. I mean, she looked the part. You know, she just looked like Wonder Woman. She was... She had a strength to her, and she was beautiful, and right. she really looked like, in a heartbeat, she could look like she cared. And she had she a wasn't, Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, she wasn't, I'm hardcore, Xena warrior, I only look tough. It was, I look stern, strong, and capable, you know, as a woman. Right. But then the moment I need to show, show concern, it was right there. Like, you could see the motherly love, which is that whole um, contradiction in the Wonder Woman, you know, mythos, is that... You know, she's somehow an ambassador to peace, but yet she's born of a warrior race. You know, it's just that odd thing. And Linda Carter was able to give that for a TV show version we're talking. Um, it's just that Gal Gadot, is, she just looks like a puff mouth, you know, like, look at me, I'm super skinny, and I was a model, and, you know, I couldn't draw breath if it... <laughs> I couldn't draw breath if you gave me a pencil. No, exactly. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Mike. Well, you know, like I put it, I, I think I'd written on the Facebook page once. I said, you know, Wonder Woman should be able to throw a spear from a mile and she can bench press a tank. I say, you know, Gal Gadot doesn't look like she's ever lifted a fork or could bench press an opinion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike. <laughs> Taking your but I'm not being a hater. <laughs> I don't feel either way over it at all, at all, but I put this on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, so like for me, it's just visual for me. All right, what about you, Ralph? Me, I want to give her a chance because you know, like they're still filming, or they they haven't even started filming yet, right? Not so, not yet. So they have a chance. You know, she has a chance to bulk up a little bit, maybe gain some tone, and if anything, there's still gonna be some movie. So there's tons of special effects. I'm right. sure they're they're and, gonna augment something yeah. somehow. And it's not a Wonder Woman movie. I mean, yeah. we we don't even. She literally could be in it for all of a cameo of two minutes for all we know. I mean, like, they confirmed know. the cameo of Flash. I, 
And there you go taking my Segway. Motherfucker. Ha. Yo, Ralph the Pirate, a.k.a. Ralph the Segway Stealer. <laughs> a.k.a. Ralph the Spoiler. Well, you know, Ralph has never heard of KY, man. I mean, he just <laughs> rammed it right, it right in. in there, man. You know. What Not even say, spit. Man? What can I say? So continue now that you took away my Segway. <laughs> well, like I was saying before you rudely interrupted me. <laughs> It's a matter of they've, they've announced that there is going to be a cameo with the Flash, but they haven't said if it's going to be like how long or whether he's just going to make a quick appearance. I would imagine very quick. He's the Flash. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, there we go. Really? We'll buzz that. We'll buzz that. So go ahead. Um. So well, you know, huh? I'm done. Oh, that, 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 that's that all was it. Yeah, that's all they said that he's going to make a quick I, appearance. I guess it really was quick. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess it went from theory to I guess now it's been confirmed. But it's also really weird because uh, Arrow just this past week introduced Barry Allen officially on its show. Wait, wait, careful! Spoilers. You know, um, this, this guy right it's, here. It's okay because you ruined everything for me now. Come on, I had already announced that Flash was going to be in three episodes, or Barry Allen was going to be in three episodes of Arrow when we first talked about Arrow. That was like right. known. That was known. Um, it's not like I'm giving away what's going on. Uh, just to say that so far he's not the Flash yet. He doesn't have superpowers right now. We're still. Just it's, waiting. It's just Barry Allen. Right now, it's just Barry Allen. Barry and he Allen, looks like what? Crime scene tech. What, three, four years old? But would you say how old does he look now? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's, he's so young that even um, the Green Arrow character makes fun of his age. I mean, he's he's not um, the Barry Allen in the grown-up sense that we know. I mean, he's not a child. He's probably in his very early 20s. Yeah. Um, Most likely but he's an assistant 21. at the CSI unit in Central yeah. City. He's not like running it or anything like that. So okay. they've they've made sure that they you know they've made him a an, almost like an intern slash assistant. Yeah. So he is very young. Yeah. He he makes a joke because um Felicity Smoke she's like into him right, and uh, they're at the party and he's like, uh, I here's your guy right and he's like well he gets really closer and he's like they are going to card him at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> but he really looks young. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do with it and, and right. what it should spin off into his own show. But going back to the movie, how do we feel about another hero being introduced into this Too Superman much franchise? DC? Yeah. Stop it. You know, you screwed the pooch. You know, you took too long. You are doing this too fast. You are trying your best to ram any of your character in there, throw in a Justice League, um, you know, point, maybe throw in the movie and then rush what movies afterwards. Yeah, because that's that's uh, they've already had they've been in talks for a Flash movie for so many years now. Like every time you you go to the, the IMDb page, you can see that it says Flash. Last year it said 2014, oh, and wow. then this year now it says 2015. It's like what the hell, they just keep pushing it back. Well, I, I guess he's moving so fast he can move back in time. <laughs> <laughs> he's moving so fast he's going past the time where he can be relevant because. Yeah. It, it just seems like they're just pushing it back, pushing it back. They're cramming it all in there, man, just all yeah. at once. This is, and you know, like I said, it's just, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they think they're going to do it. I'm not saying that the movie's going to be bad by any means. I just don't know how they think this is going to come out, you well, know, just by wowing us with, you know, it's going to be the fanboys get wowed. And it's not saying that the moviegoers don't know who The Flash is or they don't know who Wonder Woman is, but you're talking about like questions like, you know, if they just go right from this, let's say they go to a Justice League movie. It's still going to beg questions of, well, why is Wonder Woman here? Like, you know, I mean, you know, okay, so she's from a land of Amazon that evidently was a perfect place to be. Why is she here? Fine, we know he's a Flash, but, you know, are they going to follow the origin that they're going to give him through Arrow? 
is that the is that where we're supposed to be? Is it even going to be the same actor from Arrow? Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, and if it isn't the same actor, should I believe that everything I've seen on TV is to follow through to the movie? So that you're not going to give me explanations, you're just going to go watch the show and here we are. And that's my issue with with, with part of this. I mean, I have a lot of issues with them trying to ram in a giggity, um, ramming all these. Um, <laughs> heroes into a superman now superman batman movie because um you're not giving sufficient explanation of these characters and you're going to want me to care about these characters being thrown into a movie and it's just going to be a clusterfuck it's going to be spider-man 3 right it's going to be where there's going to be an emo toby Maguire dancing around oh please oh, oh no because i was even <laughs> semi-okay semi-okay with that for the comedy factor but i mean just the fact you have the sandman and, and you know the, that horrible venom toe for grace yeah. oh yeah toe for grace really venom whatever um hey. and, and it's definitely that's 70s venom <laughs> that's 70s venom <laughs> smoke weed um that's the cool venom <laughs> wow um what i was gonna say also was that you know it's gonna be like batman and robin so yeah but, but besides that to go back to your point the fact that they have the flash already on um i was gonna say smallville CW. Um, on um, arrow on arrow and then in they're gonna have him in this movie also number one they rarely have the same character in the on the tv show play the movie they right. usually don't do no. that because they say a lot of tv actors are tv actors right. i was really... just about to say that's the whole point tv actors are tv actors movie actors are usually movie actors but then but then now you're going to give a, a different a different origin probably possibly you know again because it, it you know depending on what they do on arrow um like i said depending on what they do there it may not fit into this superman type universe that they've made i mean we're, we're not we're not in the chris nolan's batman universe but we definitely I don't know if we're in DC comic book universe either, you right. know. So well, it's it's kind well, of they are in, in Arrow. They are sticking with uh, regular Flash origin when uh, when he's talking about the death of his father. Well, no, that was all new. Don't forget, that's all New Fifty Two. Really? Flat, no, if you go back to any like the original Barry Allen Flash, and I don't mean first issue. I'm talking about even towards the end of before they uh, before the crisis and he died, and it his uh, mother and father were alive. Oh yeah. oh yeah, they were old. They were old people. They were like the Kents. They oh, were that's alive. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because yeah, even at one point, the uh, a guy, a villain called the Top, who had this ability to spin really fast, he had uh, possessed Lame. the body of Barry Allen's father, and that was you know made, that was a problem there for him did, to take him down. Did he make know? his father spin very fast? Um, he did. He possessed the body because well, the Top had died, and his ghost possessed the body, and somehow the powers came with the ghost. You know that kind of thing. Was this a real good story? Sounds no. like it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Mr. Finance guy to tell me, and it was a fantastic story. You should buy it with the Sandman, <laughs> along with Villains Month. But you, but you know, I can't wait. That I just figured, like you know, if they're going to rush um, with this Superman Batman movie, if they're going to rush all these characters in there, then I just can't wait till like towards the final scene. Like you know, maybe Batman and Superman will be duking it out, and right when Batman thinks he's going to get the upper hand, Superman's going to say, "Stop! You don't understand," and he's just going to turn into John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> like, I've been the Martian Manhunter all along and that's where I throw the tickets at the screen and say fuck you DC I'm out I'm going to Dark Horse <laughs> you're gonna go Zack Snyder why well um, um, Mike you've always had a problem with Zack Snyder not always I love 300 yeah but what about Sucker Punch um wait I, Sucker Punch is I think Zack Snyder had a problem with Sucker Punch Sucker Punches, which one is that one? The one with the, with the girls and the, the, the um. The oh, it's the one there dancing. Yeah. No, actually, no. I actually dance. no. I ha- I don't have a huge problem with that. It must be someone else you're thinking of. I I don't think the movie's perfect. I mean, it it is a flawed movie, but 
it's enjoyable until you kind of realize that it should have been told a little bit better. So you only had a problem with Zack Snyder for Superman, because that's what, I kind of, what I'm kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think there was something else he did do that I did That's what I'm trying like, to think also, because he what... did... He's done a couple of movies, but I know that Sucker Punch was one of his big ones. 300 was another, was another big right. one. Oh, man. Um, you know, it's funny, because I'm thinking of, of 300, I'm thinking of um, the other he did guy. did Watchmen. That's the one. There we that, go. Well, that's not and just Dawn me. I mean, of the Dead. And again, I actually, I think we just talked about this recently. I was more impressed that I didn't hate Watchmen as much as I thought I would, but that's the one that really got a lot of fanboys angry at. Oh, I could have sworn that you didn't like Zack Snyder. Okay, I was wrong. All right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine with it. It's um, Brian Singer I tend to have a problem with at times because yeah. I really am not a fan of the first X-Men movie. Yeah, you always say it's boring. He even yeah. directed an animated movie, uh, Legend of the Guardians. You know, the Owl movie. Ooh, yeah, I won't be catching that. Yeah, we're skipping that. <laughs> How about that bet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Zach, it's not that I, I love him. I mean, I just, I'm fine enough with him, you know. Um, I, you know. I don't have a problem with him being the one directing, but the fact that he did Superman that I wasn't a fan of, it makes me worry about the rest of the superheroes under his um, under his, his direction. That's my problem. Well, him and Chris Nolan, of course, producing it. It's kind right. of, you know, giving a little bit of, you know, some advice. And yeah. stuff, you know. So he's going to be over his shoulders like, uh-uh, not that. Nope. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, you can leave that in there. Uh, no, uh-uh. That actor has <laughs> has a um a golden lasso? Totally stupid. That makes no sense. That's, that's, that's no, no, no. Let, let's go with this. You can, um, Wonder Woman is going to have a golden um, hypodermic needle with truth serum. <laughs> and that's how you're going to get the truth for them. Because that's going to be Chris Nolan. Because that's the way the real world works. And, and you got to have someone go, Raise the trigger! Raise the trigger! <laughs> In oh. the Flash, what is he runs like? What you know, two miles an hour, wow. <laughs> two and a half if he's well, really doing well. Well, what's the fastest? Uh, Not sure. Is it a person, it's like eight miles an hour, or something like that. I I doubt that. Yeah. No, yeah. that's like the fastest eight, man. It's like eight miles an hour would be, uh, I think, really fast. Oh, eight miles an hour. That sounds about right because. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. You know what it is? I'm, I'm thinking, usually with runners, you're thinking per minute type thing. That's why I'm like, that would be way too fast. Mike, the finance guy, having problems with math. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the math. It was just the terminology. <laughs> okay. All right. You saved yourself. Well done. But you um, know, this was supposed to be, I thought, a, a quick news going on. And we haven't gotten to any news. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, well, well it's, we got stuck on this one news. Do, do, we, have, do we have any any other quick news to report? Yeah, so, I got news. Go right ahead. Um Disney, you know how they had bought Lucasfilm um, oh, yeah. back in October. Um, they actually were in some kind of, I think, a minor fight with, uh, was it Paramount that I think owns Indiana Jones? But now they actually yeah. have full rights to do any new Indiana Jones movies. Yep. So that's new. Um, they, of course, have no tag now on the, the older ones, but they do have the new ones going forward. Um, here's something interesting uh, that, that uh, Brian Singer has announced. He's going to be doing X-Men Apocalypse for uh, I did see May that. 27, 16. Yeah. That's when he's talking about doing that, and oh, no. uh, yeah, I'm yeah, we're, I'm already not looking forward to that. And um, Hugh Jackman says that he might not make another Wolverine solo movie unless the script meets his expectations, which no one knows what that wow. means, and there's nothing in writing yet. Oh man, yeah. But then also, it's he's also saying it's iffy if he'll do anything another X Men movie past the Days of Future Past. Wow. Oh, you think about it. He's getting older. I mean, how long do you want to keep he's playing getting old. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to be He's getting older and he's playing a, a character who's technically immortal. <laughs> right. Which is funny when you, like, you know, like when you watch the, him as Wolverine, even in the latest movie, and, you know, which he was great in and everything. Of course, he looks great. And you're just like, wow, you know, you're thinking about it. He's playing this character that doesn't age. And I'm like, he looks great. You know, he doesn't look like he's aged at all. Then I watched X-Men. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's aged. <laughs> <laughs> X-Men was on um, FX the other day. 
and I and I caught it, and that's exactly what yeah. happened. I saw Hugh Jackman jump up and, and you know do the yeah, twelve year old Hugh like, Jackman. He's like twelve years old. What the hell? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess as an actor, you don't want to be pigeonholed into being one role. Think about it. Hugh Jackman's biggest roles, his role, his introduction into American um, cinema was the X-Men. Right. You know, because then after that, he did Kate and Leopold. Yeah. God. Meg Ryan. Where is she now? <laughs> That's a hairy bush. Hey, he, um, wow. <laughs> he was good in Les Miserables. I didn't see it. It didn't interest me to see it. I, I, I've seen um, a TV movie version, which wasn't a musical, and I really loved that, and you I love the book. Les Miserables? Whatever, man. It's still like I speak French. <laughs> Sacre bleu. <laughs> but, I mean, he was good in that, but what I'm saying is he's known for... He's known for that, and he was also in the Broadway version of um, Boy, for, um, Boy From Oz. Yeah. Which is... I, I saw it um, on Broadway. You Fantastic. a really good movie that he got credit for. Oh, which one? Swordfish? The Prestige. Oh, oh yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, now suddenly everybody oh. remembers it was a good movie. Okay. Yes, The Prestige was a great movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. Him and Christian Bale. What? Who, oh, I don't, and, and, and I don't Chris think Christian Bale. who made that movie. Was it? I it didn't know was. who made it. I didn't, and I don't think Christian Bale beat his mother in that one, which was really nice <laughs> wow. offset. Um, but yeah, that was a really good um, Hugh Jackman movie. I, yes, I, I enjoyed that especially movie. Especially that little twist at the end. Which we won't tell. Yes. <laughs> at all. Everyone dies. <laughs> Ha. Jean Grey kills them all. Yeah. <laughs> As she pulls her pussy tight. I mean, <laughs> wow, where is this coming from? Um, podcast number, I believe, twelve or eleven. <laughs> you guys remember that about Famke Jansen? Poor Famke. I think she looks wonderful. Whatever. <laughs> when she's CGI to death under under a light as bright as a supernova. <laughs> oh wow, that's a lot of airbrushing. <laughs> wow. Get Johnny Storm up here, brighter, brighter. She now looks fifty. Come on, brighter. <laughs> You want to know something crazy? What's that? What we got? Huge Jackman was in Happy Feet. How huge was Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Did you say Huge Jackman? Yeah. Wow, right. <laughs> Hugh Jackman uh, right. was in Happy Feet. He played. Yeah. Oh, he, I did know he, that. He played I, the father. He yeah. played um Bumble's father. But there is a movie out there, that. not superhero the oriented. Everyone, watch The Fountain. Beautiful, beautiful movie. It's based on the the whole Tree of Life kind of thing. Yeah, it is just. It's a fantastic movie, and I, I, I haven't seen it in a while, so I couldn't give you spoilers if I tried. But it's basically about the whole life, death, love, and I mean, this is not one of those you know chipper movies. You're not going to be slitting your wrist when you watch it, you, yeah. but it isn't a chipper movie. It is a very philosophical, um, thought-provoking movie, but it's a wonderful movie. I was going to ask you, I was like, "Am I going to cry?" And I was waiting for you to say, "Yeah." I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a good chance. It's <laughs> drama, romance, and sci-fi. Yeah, there's a good chance you're going to cry. It, it has some sad. I'm moments, not watching so. it. I have enough crying. You're such a wuss. He, he might get scared. So. <laughs> Dude, the last thing you told me I was going to get scared of was those exterminate things from um, Doctor Who. The Daleks. Like, yeah, the Daleks. And I'm like, eh, all right. Well, they the Daleks be. aren't scary on their own. Uh, they're. It's just what they do is just so just horrible. I mean, yeah. You know, they're like metallic Hitlers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They kill without remorse. It's just like, you're in my way. Boom. Could you imagine one going to, going to the bank? It's like you see a, a Dalek walking in. Exterminate! You're gonna see the whole line just split across. They go right ahead. <laughs> I don't want to die. Go right ahead. Um, is that it for the quick news? That is it for my quick news. All right, quick news done. Well yes. done, guys. All right, so let's go on to the um our, our the next thing we were gonna talk about, which is last Sunday we just had the Walking Dead mid season finale, which I find kind of fucking. Did you just, wow, oh. Ralph the Tech is snoozing. Oh. Please send all you Walking Dead lovers. Please send hate mail too. <laughs> 
Ralph the Tech. <laughs> Ralph the Tech at email not provided. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Ralph, you suck. <laughs> I can't. Uh, anyway, don't get me started on that because you watch Doctor Who, which builds in a certain way, also, but you can't watch Walking Dead. But okay. But anyway, like I was saying, the thing that gets me upset is that I remember growing up and them not having ever a mid-season like shows didn't have mid-season right. um, finales. It was just yeah, it's only show. been the last couple of years, like maybe what three years? I guess it's been yeah. really popular because what they do is then they have like. This is what they do now is they want to test out new shows. So they have like new shows coming up and they have like five or six episodes that they play from from now until January where the when the seasons begin. Yeah. I remember growing up, whether it was a sitcom or, 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 or a drama TV show, they would have the new episodes from September all the way to about December, maybe right. January. And then like then they would let, let, let it go. For a little while, maybe like a couple of months, yeah. and then like in March or April, do like, well. That's all this is. It's just that yeah. now for certain shows, they're making cliffhangers, but they're they're trying to drum up the idea that like, hey, you're not going to see me for two months. I'm still on. Yeah, and you then, know that's all they're really because it really there's no difference than what you just described because it's going to be I about guess, the yeah. early part of December to mid December for certain shows, and then they're going to be gone for two months, and, and then they're, they're going to come back with new ones. What they're going to do is also like. Uh, they're going to show promos every freaking time you turn to the channel about that. And they also do it because um, there's a lot of Christmas specials around this time. Yeah. And the vacationing. If people yeah. aren't home and stuff like that. Right. So they don't, it's not so much that they don't want to waste their time. It's just that if you think about it from an advertiser point of view, like, I'm not going to give you the same amount of money because people aren't going to be home to watch your show. Right. So why bother? So well, then everyone sense. just finally says the same thing. We'll just show reruns, or like you said, if we have like some old pilots in a can, you know, something like that, we'll show those. <laughs> and the cable, cha- I guess the pilots smaller cable channels, though, um, I think they've only, let's say in the last few years, they've been using it to swap shows, kind of like what Ralph was saying. But not even if they're not experimental, even if they're comebacks, it's just that they'll have a show go from September to December, it won't come back until like May, June, yeah. but then from January till May or June, they'll run another show. And then the show from September picks up in May, June, goes till September. You know, it's just that they keep rotating. That's their rotate. And, and, and know, I like that. And, you don't get the rerun. You don't get the draw reruns anymore. And I'll, I'll say this, just that you said that um, I actually will take back what I said. Maybe maybe I'm okay with the, with the mid-season finale because I remember as a kid growing up watching shows and they wouldn't tell you that when the newest episode was on, let's say they played five straight episodes, five straight new episodes. Next week was a rerun. Right. And then you didn't know when the new one was coming out. They, oh, yeah. They, they weren't very good about telling you when the new episode... I mean, they would tell you maybe about a week in advance, but maybe there'd be three, four weeks of reruns. Oh, yeah. No. And you're like, oh, I saw this episode. Oh, they're playing the whole season again. Fuck, I got to wait for this right. all to go through. And there was no warning. At least this is a warning. And they would lose customers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take it back. I'll say that that's pretty cool. So yeah. wait, They were even crueler, though, to us as children, though. I mean, uh, as kids, for cartoons, uh, cartoons would just disappear. I mean, like, they would just move them to different times. You'd yeah. not tell you. <laughs> you know, they they would suddenly rerun the same four cartoons for three months. Yeah, and you're like, is it over? And then they'll come out with new ones, and then suddenly it's off. Well, you know? see, then what you do then is you start having some fun with people, right? You invite them over and be like, I bet you I know what's gonna happen, and you make some money. <laughs> I think I told that story on the podcast about me uh, going to see Daredevil, and yeah, yeah. So, so it's, do one of those now. It's a prick move, and even for me, I'll say that's a prick move. <laughs> hey. It's the kind of guy you are. It's a good way to pass the time, I'll tell you that. And then you earn some a little extra money in your pocket. Yeah. So, so now, what's all this? What about the mid-season finale that we've now brought up and have not said one damn word about? Okay, so should I say spoilers? 
Um, yes, there will be spoilers. Spoilers. And there will be blood. Uh, and and I'll, one thing I'll say about this <laughs> mid-season finale, if you spoke to anybody about The Walking Dead this season, there was a lot of complaints, especially from our our time and again host, uh, um, guest, sorry, not host, um, Troy, about how slow The Walking Dead has been running. How the, the, he didn't like the two episodes with the. Um, I have run into tons of people, tons that did not like that those two governor episodes, and I do not understand the dislike for those. I I agree with you, but I can understand why. But I, I kind of I, I'm more of the person that says, you know what, you want to build a story, you want to give me a reason to understand what's going on. Why is he, you know, why is this guy here, and what his motives are. Well, my my point most, was just I'm sorry. Most people don't want to see a villain rising up and like winning. Well, he wasn't. That was the whole thing. It wasn't like you know there was all good news. It's just that, and this is the point I made to to everybody that um, disliked the two episodes about the governor. And it's really funny they they all open their mouths to argue the point and then realize you, know, you can't really go anywhere with it. I said if they didn't do those two episodes with the governor to explain what he's been up to and where what he did, if he just showed up and started causing trouble at the prison. I said these same people that didn't want to see those two episodes would have turned around and gone, well, what's he been doing these two months? Where's he been? This yeah. doesn't make any kind of sense. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and that's what I keep saying. I'm like, well, you had to know what he was doing. I said, yeah, it was just two episodes. And I personally thought they were really good episodes. I, I, I It's not that I, I didn't feel like they were filler. I thought they were just really well done, you know. So anyhow, so that's leading us back to what started going on in the, the season finale. And, and, and Ralph can just sleep over there and, and try and look interested. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'll need your help with with some of the explanation, Ralph. <laughs> I don't do that to Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, but I mean, if anybody's been watching The Walking Dead for this season, as we know, this season there, you know, they had had the people. The I'm sorry. Let me use names. Oh, why Rick. am I drawing a blank? Rick, Carl, Thank you. Michonne, well, Daryl, Rick. Carol. Well, Rick and their group have have let in the people from Woodbury. Yes, which would be where the governor was holding fort, and you know they picked him up and they brought him over there. So we we start the season with them over in the jail. So Rick and Michonne and and all those guys are kind of running this you know this new society. You know things seem swimmingly well. Everything's going really well. I mean people are cooking and having a good time. Right. Rick Rick has become a farmer and, and growing plants. So Daryl became a superstar. He's getting slaps on the back. <laughs> Slaps on the ass too, depending on it. <laughs> so, so the reason why I'm talking about, talking about all the way from the beginning is because as we went along this series, a lot of people were saying things were slow. They um, there was a, a, a virus that broke out, yeah. and um, they didn't understand what was going on, but it was killing people. You know, the virus was killing people, and then obviously they were turning. And um, there was one time where the virus caught somebody, and nobody knew the person was sick, which caused a walker to be amongst them, and it caused a lot of chaos within the prison. So now, l- later, later on. The governor shows up now. The governor's been gone since last season, and nobody's really talked about the governor throughout this whole season. Except for Michonne, who's um, who's been she had been making runs trying to see if she could find him, and she would always come back, and you know, but she would be gone for long periods. So they were kind of getting on her about that, right? You know, so that that was about the only mention we had of the governor. And and it, and it talked about it every once in a while, like, oh, have you ever had a chance to kill the governor? Say, ah, I'd kill him. Right. Well, actually, that that was a good point. And actually, um, before we, uh, I'll mention about what she says. Because um, eventually that'll lead into the mid-season finale. Is that it's Tyrese who is the worst character ever? I swear. Wow. He's almost <laughs> seriously. He's almost as he's. No, I think he actually is more useless than uh, who did he replace? T uh, uh, Dog. T Dog. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I he, actually he, like Tyrese. I, I, yeah, if he does anything besides look angry and then run, 
Um, <laughs> but anyhow, so... Uh, Angry black runner. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, Tyrese is just having trouble dealing with the fact that Karen's been killed um, by someone at this point we didn't know who it was. And uh, he's been having a rough time dealing with it. So he's talking to Michonne. And because uh, she's saying, like, you know, look, you basically... Kind of, she's basically kind of like, look, sack up. You know, just stop being an ass. You're going to get yourself killed. You're going to get us killed uh, with your recklessness because they're out on a hunt trying to get antibiotics to cure this disease. And uh, he's just like, well, what about you? And she's like, what about me? He's like, you know, well, what, what would you do if you ran into the governor? You know, wouldn't you want your revenge? And she goes, she goes, you know, I used to think so. She goes, but no. She goes, if I was to run into the governor, she goes, yes, I'd kill him because that's what needs to be done. But she goes, I don't, I wouldn't do it out of revenge, not anymore. All right. So that so, was yeah. that was an interesting point, and that'll lead into right. as we discuss the, the mid-season finale. Well, well, yeah. So you know, I mean, throughout this whole season, we don't see the governor. And the governor was the focal point of last season. He was the focal point, pretty much, of last season, and you know, and Woodbury. So now, all this time, we're watching The Walking Dead, and there's no governor whatsoever. And here it comes where you know you you think everything is kind of better in the prison, and there you see outside waiting is the governor. Right. So of course, you know, like I said, for the for the two episodes before the finale, they. Or, yeah. Th- yeah, two episodes before the finale, they basically show where he's been. That he's been struggling with, you know, life as 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 he as he knew it, and you know he lost you know his people, and you know he had to you know he had to run away from from Rick, which he wasn't very happy about. Right. Um. He had to retreat, and you know I guess he had to reevaluate himself. So he meets this um he meets this this small group of people, and I don't want to get too much into it, but what I'm just saying is that you know those two episodes you know were just showing where he's been. And where he was leading up to him waiting outside of the well, jail. Well, the thing is that the first, the first of those two episodes, you get a feeling that okay, maybe we are going to get a redemption story, which would have been horrible. Yeah. Which would have been horrible because yeah. of how twisted this man is. Because, like the cat was saying, um, we we see the governor. I mean, if everyone remembers from last season, the finale, um, when he had sent some of his people to make a run on the prison, they didn't do it. They were um, Rick's group repelled them. When the governor shows up, they're like, hey, we couldn't do it. You know, we're not going to kill the innocent people. Plus, they were beating the shit out of us, basically. So the governor shoots every single one of his people. You know, uh, one woman manages to survive, tells what goes on. So then the governor is basically run out of town by, by not really run out of town by his own people, but he has no one left to defend him anymore except for his two right. friends in the car. So now by the time we catch up with him with these uh, two governor episodes, we see that he's with this. Uh, um, he shoots one of them. Yeah. Um, so it's only Martinez that's left. And uh, and I guess that's kind of where the Star Trek universe came from because I think Martinez is the last uh, Hispanic in <laughs> in the entire world. So I guess Star Trek picks up soon after The Walking Dead. But, but anyhow, <laughs> did Martinez have a red shirt underneath his jacket? <laughs> well, he was covered in red eventually. Wow. Um, but anyhow, so you know, so it's now the governor Martinez. The governor is just just. I don't know, depressed suicide who knows what the hell he is but then martinez ditches him governor finds like i said like the cap said finds this woman our sister child and whatnot and he father, befriends yeah. them and the father that was dying of cancer befriends them does things for them blah, blah 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 kind of teaches them a few things then takes them out on the road to find a better place so you're kind of thinking all right maybe he's redeeming but then by the second part of the governor episodes when he runs into martinez who is now has his own group of people that he's leading you see the governor's he's just getting irked and, and just twerked it's just completely yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, kind of like that Martinez is leading people, even though he keeps trying to, the governor keeps trying to act like he doesn't care. Uh, but then eventually the governor just murders Martinez spitefully, because this wasn't even just the had to, this wasn't a fight. He just murders him spitefully, throws him to a pit of zombies. He's dead. Uh, the second in command, um, he shoots him and then 
instead of like shooting him in the head, he just shoots him to kill him. But then he throws him into a lake, chained down, so that he can observe him like it's a big fish tank, like the old governor would do again. Right. Because now that this dead body is just clawing at the water, trying to get out of it, you know. So I mean, it's just you see, oh god, this guy's still twisted. Yeah, he's still you know? sick. Right. So that he's now taking this group of people and convinces them that Rick and all his people are like the ultimate evil, basically, and that their prison. And he kind of twi- he twists the truth right. to some degree. He goes, you know, you know, th- these guys are really merciless. They came in, they killed people in my town, and they killed my daughter. Not mentioning that his daughter was a zombie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> while he had her, <laughs> and they killed her because she's a zombie. All she, good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously, if you watch the show, you know, Michonne killed, killed the zombie. Knife right through the throat. That was yeah, awesome. Gotta love it. Yeah. Right, right through the back of the head, right out the mouth. Right. It was awesome. So <laughs> it's funny. So he, talks, so he talks to this new group and he kind of gears them up by saying, you know what? They did this. He, he, he twists the story enough so the people are behind him like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go after this prison. So they walk up to the doorstep of the prison and they're- With a tank. Yeah, let's not forget the tank because the tank was the most <laughs> is the reason why they were able to do it. I mean, right. you have a couple of vans of people with guns. Yeah, that's cool, but you have this tank shoot, shooting off a fire a, a warning shot. Oh yeah, that shakes the foundation of the actual prison. Yeah. So so someone actually uses a tank in the apocalypse. Yeah, it's a man. Huh. It's a it's a man that huh. is from the military that knows how to use a tank. Uh huh. N- not you. <laughs> with, with, with your Atari 360, uh, says I don't know how to use knowledge. a tank. <laughs> you know not of my training, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Ralph, chill out. <laughs> I, 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 I felt my inner Kevin coming out. <laughs> so anyhow, you know, so the tank does show up, and the governor is you know full of piss and vinegar. But meanwhile, but he shows up though. Wait, wait did you just say piss and vinegar? He was full of piss and vinegar. I've man. never heard that. Before. Really? Oh my. <laughs> I guess I would make anyone be grumpy. <laughs> and that is exactly why. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly why. Um, but uh, we forgot that what it is that he shows up um, with two hostages. He shows up with Herschel and Michonne, who he had already found out on the field. Right. So now he's confronting Rick um, through the gates, kind of, which is really kind of funny with the prison scene to see them talking to each other through the gates. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got uh, Michonne and Herschel kneel down and he says, basically, you will give me this prison. You have to leave by sundown, otherwise I'm killing both of them. Right. And we'll inevitably kill you guys because we're going to take the prison one way right. or the other. So Rick is not the Rick that you know from before. Rick's kind of like, you know what? I don't run this anymore. This is a uh, this is a a, a, a board, like a, like a, a, what was the word? He council. Used? A council. And he was like, you know, I have to talk with them and, you know, figure out what we're going to do. And it's, he's it's, like, I don't care how you do it. You need to get out. Yeah, it's a much more pussyfied Rick. <laughs> I wouldn't say pussyfied, pussy-fied but you know. Pussyfied Rick. It was. It was. But, but, and, and, uh, one thing I liked about that scene was when he goes over to um, he goes over to his son and he looks at him and his son gives him the look and um, Daryl mm-hmm. he gives Daryl it's almost like it was no, no words spoken he looked at them and they kind of affirmed him like yeah yeah go ahead and talk to him you should do that right. and it was kind of cool but meanwhile while he's while Rick talks to the governor here's Daryl handing him weapons <laughs> <laughs> like okay shit's gonna get nasty right now oh yeah <laughs> and, well, well Daryl has made it, he made it clear earlier on in this uh, this season he's like you know you are the leader you know we, we're letting you take a break because you deserve it but I mean, you know, not saying that everyone believes that Rick is the beginning and the end, but Daryl really does believe that Rick knows how to lead. You know. Do you think Daryl felt that same way when they told him about what's her name leaving? Carol. Yeah. Um, we didn't get a chance to find out because the the argument had just started uh, when the governor uh, had them no, blast no, no, at the prison. No, no, no. I'm saying, do you think that Daryl felt that way once Rick told Daryl 
Because he told he told he told Daryl that Carol left. They had to tell Tyrese. That's when when no, they, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No. He said that going, he was going to go tell Tyrese. Daryl and uh, no, Rick no, were saying, talking. In the, right, Daryl and Rick were talking in the prison, and Daryl was I'm, just starting to yell. No, what I'm saying is that Rick and Daryl. Rick, what, what, do you think that Rick that, that Daryl felt the same way about Rick? Once Rick told him, you know, I, I let Carol go because he's saying that Daryl's like, you know what, you're okay, Rick, you're okay. But then now that now he found out, wait, Rick, you mean to tell me you you let Carol go? Do you think that Daryl had the same? Warm feelings about Rick after that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. When they're talking, is when the governor shoots the warning shot. That's when they're telling Tyrese, because they go underground, and Tyrese goes, "You guys got to find something." And that's when they show. Oh, that's right. But but even before, I know that when he's talking to Daryl, Daryl even said he goes because he, he says something like, "I made the right decision," and Daryl said, "Maybe you did." And then it's kind of but, but they don't get a chance to finish. It. They don't ever get a chance to finish their conversation. But at the same time, like but he said, knows that Carol's gone. And he knows no, that- no, he knows. But that's what I'm saying. That's why Rick is telling him, I, I sent her away. And, and Daryl says, you know, you may have made the right decision. And then he's getting into the butt. But then they get interrupted. Also, I'm asking you. what? what well, and then after that, that that's, that's what I'm leading to. But then yeah. after that, like you said, he gives him the okay to go talk to the governor. Because he knows that Rick is the man to talk. Like, in other words, he knows that Rick is the natural leader. And, and that, it's much more conversational that way. Do you think there's any doubt, though? Because, yeah, he gave him the nod saying, yeah, you can go speak to him. Because right now it's wartime. You're not going to say, well, I'm not going to follow this motherfucker because, you know. I don't think he'll have doubt in Rick's ability to lead. He may be angry at him, but, I mean, I don't think he has doubts in his ability to lead. I, and I don't, and like I said, unfortunately, we don't know how angry his anger is even mm-hmm. right now. How angry his anger is exactly yeah. it's a double anger <laughs> you, you, that could be extra anger it could be no anger <laughs> <laughs> well one thing i'll say is that before we get back to the rest of the the mid-season did you find carol's relationship with with daryl a little odd oh that robin the grave that she was doing i mean that he was doing <laughs> he, I mean, he was robin he was the grave doing, um i mean you know you granted you, you have to understand like you know hey it's the apocalypse and there's not a lot of people and at that point there was only a few of them um but i don't know i think daryl liked carol and it's it's weird. Like she definitely would put the moves towards him, and he would always kind of back off or kind of play it. Like I don't know if he kind of saw her like as a sort of mother like figure. Not saying mother, but just because she was older than a him. Different you know, kind right? of affection. Yeah, yeah. I, but you never could tell. Like you, you never saw them wake up next to each other or something like that. So it's kind of hard to say what their relationship exactly was. But uh, but definitely, you know, he really liked her. All right, so flashing back, Rick talking with Daryl. I mean, Rick talking with the governor through the fence, talking about, you know, what are they going to do? Rick kind of says, we can work this out. Come on, governor, we can't, you know, we can't keep fighting like this. This is this is stupid. Let's not do this. And the governor is standing firm saying, no, we want this prison. We can't live with each other. You know, you might have changed or things might have changed, but nothing's changed. That I can't live with you. You need to go. And these people are kind of like getting a little bit edgy. You can see that the governor's group is getting kind of edgy. And Rick keeps pleading with them. And he keeps looking to Herschel, the old man, for like, you know, some kind of like like nonverbal um, assurance. Like, you know, should I be going down this route? And Herschel kind of gives him the look like, like you know, you know you're know, going about it the right way. And, and Herschel tries to interject every now and again, trying right. to talk. And the governor is just kind of not hearing it. Nope. I, I was waiting. To, should, should we give that part away? Uh, that would be part of the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, okay, well. It's been a week. If you haven't heard about it on Facebook by now, it's been a week. All right. So, governor's kind of like, I'm done. 
we're not. You don't understand. I'm not playing games about this. We're done. We, you know, you you gave me no choice. And he chop. He he, he slices Herschel in the neck, and it's just, just all this blood yeah, comes spewing out. everywhere. Gasp. No, but you got to see it because right before he cuts him in the neck, it's that moment of Rick saying, give people a chance, and it focuses on Herschel, and it focuses on Michonne. And it's all this dramatic, like, oh, my God, here's the decision. And you see the governor, him in his eye patch, and he goes, yeah, I don't know what the line he said, but he kind of basically said, you know, we're not, we're not going about it that way. This is war. Right. And slices Herschel right in his neck. And it's like watching Santa Claus die. It's like Black Christmas. <laughs> even even though I had said by the beginning of the season that Herschel would die, like yeah. I, said, I, I knew it was coming. It just it just felt like it was time for Herschel to go. Question: yeah. Who's inside the prison? Everybody else. I mean, it's all of Rick's people. Okay, so the governor. But they're not of... in the prison per se. They're in the prison yard. Like this is all going. You know, they're behind the gates of the prison. All yard. right, so they're in a prison, and there's not one sniper rifle. Um, they don't. They're, the person that would normally be up in the watchtower, Glenn, he's sick. He was still in. He was physically in the prison, yeah, so, sick. And then everybody else is now in the yard because so, everyone had really been in the yard for the so most part. So no one can grab a freaking sniper rifle and shoot this governor guy before he even gets a chance. Well, to... Well, remember the governor is not standing there by himself. He's, he's standing, standing there with, with about what twenty something people with guns and one person with a tank. You don't. They don't want to start a war, and, I mean, and that's, that's, and that's kind of what Rick was leading to because they could have easily, yeah, they could have grabbed the guns and, and shot him down. But they were like, "Let Rick figure this out," because Rick is saying, "Let's not have this fight." Yeah. Because also, you're talking about, um, for the sake of argument, I mean, there's always more people that there in the prison than we've seen. But as far as the ones that we see that are handling things, what were there like? What eight people against about twenty five? You know, and, 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 those 20, and those twenty five had a tank. <laughs> you know. Right. You know, that sounds like good odds to me right uh, there, man. You know? it, it wasn't. Right. Here's here's my plan of attack. Right? Oh, here we go. You ready? Oh, here, oh, here we go. Here we right. go. Are you ready for this? Because right. because let's just let's put it this way. Even though no one had one and had been attacking them, evidently Ralph had a plan of attack just in case the prison was run over by a, tra- a All right. tank. All right, check this out. All right, so here's what you do. You have at least two guys to sneak out and go around, flank them from behind. All right? You have your guy, your sniper rifle on the top. Take out the governor. In the whole chaos, you know, you cut the head off, the rats are going to scatter, right? So the, the guys are going to be wondering what's going to happen, so they're going to probably start shooting. Then you have your guys shooting from inside the prison, taking them out, right? And you guys flanking in from the back, right? They go, they take the tank, and they just run everybody else over, and boom. I, problem I, I, solved. I, I, already got the, the, I already have the flying the ointment right now. So, Ralph, if I was following your plan, yes. and I'm Rick, and I go, Ralph the tech, go sneak from behind and take them out. You have to go outside the prison through the. There's only one way to get out of the prison unless you're climbing the gates. And guess what's surrounding these gates? Zombies. Walkers. Oh. Yes. Well, so, even, well, even beyond that, the only way out of the prison, which is what he's talking about, the way the in and out, is where Rick and the governor are talking. So the, you can't go around. Listen, if it's a prison in the U.S., it has some sort of uh, underground tunnel system yeah, where you are, can those get are out. Those, those are full of walkers. <laughs> that, that's why they don't go through there because there's nothing but walkers in, in those tunnels. Flamethrowers? Come on, Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, don't put your uh, your your, uh, your lasers on stun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just straight to kill. <laughs> or just go on Michonne on them and take a freaking samurai sword and start cutting. Unfortunately, her sword was busy cutting Herschel at that moment. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was. I mean, I'm telling you, it was. I, I remember gasping. You joke around, you gasp, but when they cut Herschel, I knew it was coming. I didn't want it to happen. Oh, like I've been waiting for him to die since the, the end of the last season. Not wanting it, I've just been waiting for it because I knew his time was up. Um, but to uh, did you pop a bottle of champagne? It's like, yeah, it finally <laughs> happened. 
Finally. You called your mom and said, Mom, Mom, did you, were you watching? Yeah, it happened. Well, I just flipped out. You guys have never seen it, but like if you if you if you move Shakespeare's head like in the, the, the Batman TV show, like my wall flips around. And there, there's just there's just a huge board of all the things that I'm right about. So so I just added this one extra gold star to yet another thing I was right about. So so our next segment should be what's behind Mike's shelf? <laughs> I'd have to kill you. <laughs> it's a wall of crazy. You don't want to go there. You don't want to be in Mike's head. <laughs> but uh, but so you know, so Herschel's um, like I said, he's he's basically half head cut off by this point, and you know, chaos ensues as you'd imagine. Now everyone's shooting, you know, tanks going off and whatnot. But then the governor, which you just love, because I mean, he's you know, Rick is getting shot at, and there's the back and forth. But you know, beyond the the, the violence that would be going on, the governor. Um, I was I trying to think if it was before or was it right after what. Um, cause by this point, this, the, the daughter of the woman that he was with, she's been bitten, um, and has died. She's been bitten oh, and has died. Or oh, no, no, she's dying. Not, first the, 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 tank rolls through, he sends the tank through to knock down the gates and, and the, the gunfire starts happening. Right. And that's when, you know, all but I'm just trying to think about with Herschel because then, cause I was leading from one thing to another, but yeah, cause I think what it is is that, um, when the woman shows up with the little girl that's dead, um, you realize that the governor actually has kind of accepted that dead is dead. So that unlike his daughter, where Real he fast. kept her chained up and left her as a zombie, thinking that she could somehow be cured or whatever the case may be, um, he just grabs the girl, the little girl that's dead in his arm, and just blows her head off while his while her mother is looking. Um, then moves on, but then, like I said, Herschel's been on the ground. His head is half cut off, basically. So the governor comes over and he just hacks off the rest of Herschel's head, like you know, which is. A governor crazy thing he loves heads for whatever reason we don't know why and uh so michonne sees that you know so you know things aren't going to go well after that you know um yeah i think i think you did have the sequence yeah, right I that's, think that's the way it went right. yeah. yeah because once the once the gates go down he doesn't even fight rick yet right he hasn't even fought rick yet he he goes that wasn't when, a fight oh so they fight <laughs> well it was a fight for a little while until it, the it was a fight like, for the governor <laughs> well rick, no rick gives him a good uh, a couple of good ones but rick's already been shot Rick's already been shot at that point. Yeah, because... well, he was shot. And also, I mean, he, he, you know, we've seen that Rick hasn't been up at his full strength. Rick has been kind of like punishing himself in some kind of way. Like, you know, he's so he's not at his full, like a strong guy kind of emotion. Just for my reference, Rick was the policeman, right? Yeah, right, okay. right. Yeah. He's the main character. Right. Pretty much, yeah. um, so by the time he, you know, now is facing the governor, like, like uh, Cap just said, he's shot in the leg already. And, uh, you know, so he's throwing punches. He gets a few good punches in, but then the governor just beats the living shit out of him. I mean, just one punch after the next especially at the end it's just like punch after punch and yeah, it, it wasn't a fight anymore <laughs> that's what the beginning was like you know all right here we go but then the governor got the upper hand yeah it was just like watching a poodle on the ground and this great grizzly bear over it and you're like what a fight that's not really a fight <laughs> <laughs> you know and um but yeah so you know the governor has rick pinned down and just beaten the living shit out of him and you know he does one of those leans up for another good hit and that's when he gets the katana sword right through the heart Oh, right so the, the governor back. dies. So, um, and then, you know, so you see it's Michonne there, of course, and she's, you know, just, that's the nice part about it. She didn't look pleased. She just looked like, what did I say? I'll do it because it needs to be done. Right. You yeah. know, and so. Did she then take the samurai sword and oh, just swipe it nope. up and cut it no, no, She no. just pulls it out. Pulls it out. Aww. He falls. She gets Rick out of there because they're in danger and zombies are coming. But the coolest part was, and again, that's the reason why I specifically wanted to mention what um, Michonne had said to Therese, is that. Rick is now on his way out. She's made sure that Rick is moving out and Michonne stops. She's maybe gotten like a good 10 feet away from the governor. She turns and she walks back towards the governor who is still gasping. I mean, he's not dead on the spot. He's gasping and he kind of gives her this kind of like, you know, I'm still kicking bitch kind of like, you know, look and stuff like that. And, 
you see her kind of raise her arm a little bit like she's going to like you know either maybe you know chop his head off or you know put her knife through her head or something like that where you see these zombies are slowly getting closer and she just looks down at him and she just smiles and she just walks away and it's like yeah you didn't want revenge anymore like she she no longer had this feel for revenge and it was I like that scene, at least the way I took it, is because it showed that she grew as a character. She wasn't so full of hate and rage by that point. She's like, she did, again, she did what she needed to do. And that was the important part, you know. It, it, it was... And, and what happens to the governor? <laughs> I mean, guess he gets mauled by zombies. You no. Would think, you would think that would happen. <laughs> no. He turns would, into a zombie? No. no. You would think that would happen because you have all the zombies surrounding him. I mean, this battle has, has happened. And of course, with all this gunfire, it attracts the zombies. Yeah, loud noises attract the zombies. So, so, so they're all like, you know, eating up the people that have been shot through this, through this battle. And it's, it's a lot of chaos going on. And all of a sudden, the woman that he met that, that you know, uh, that that the one that had the daughter, and that he's in love with, as much as love you can be in the last couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> basically comes up to him with a gun and kills him. Yeah, ah. but she does it with a lot of anger and hate in her face. Which again, again, everyone can take it their way. The way I took it was, she didn't. I don't think she did it out of like, wow, you're dying and you're going to turn into a zombie. Let me kill you. I think she realized that ever since I met you my whole fucking life has been screwed, you know, because, you know, even though she, it was her pushing that the governor took her and her family with her, yeah, it still is one of those things that they had been in an apartment. They had this huge truck of food, like, like, you know, like, uh, like canned food and stuff like that so that they could always access and stuff like that. So she, she and her family were safe at least for probably you know, months, if not years more. So, so but they pretty much had the East side apartment of the apocalypse. Pretty much for the most part, you know, yeah, in, I mean, in its I mean, own way. Yeah, you know? absolutely, yeah. So between the fact that she, you know, she lost her dad, not that that was his fault. Um, they lost their living situation. Uh, you know, she lost her daughter, and by that point, um, was her her sister was still alive though? Right? Yeah, because her sister her was, sister was ran a, off was in the yeah. fight. Yeah, um, but uh, but she lost her daughter, and you know, I think she just realized that it's all your fault. <laughs> you know, it took her all that time. Wait, but hold on, but isn't that part her fault? fault because she kept saying, "Get us out of here." You can't. You know, we're gonna go with you. Oh, no, no. I mean, again, and that's the other thing I was just about to lead into when I said that I was just about to say and add on, and it's my fault too. But okay. I, but of course, I need some place to put that anger. Yeah. Bang. Like, I'm not going to kill myself. Might as well kill you. You're already dying. So she I don't killed, want you to come back like a walker. So bang, so, bang. So she kills the governor. I'm just kind of like, oh, and I really wanted Michonne to finish the job. But exactly what you said, Michonne, it looked like it was just about, I, ha I had to do, this is something that has to be done, not because I want to. Plus, I mean, you know, you know, stab through the heart. You know, maybe in today's nice society, we could get somewhere fast enough to get it done, but he was dead. There's no, oh, I put pressure on the wound and he managed to live. Like, he was going to die either way. So it wasn't a question of, like, you know, oh, I thought I stabbed him, mortally wounded him, but I didn't. It's like, no, you're dying. I just don't need to, I don't need to, like, you know, hack you to death well, to prove it. There are cases of people born with hearts in, like, slightly different places. He wasn't marrow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so... Basically, as all that stuff going on, with all the fighting going on, everybody has to scatter. The right. group scatters all around the place. You have um, Glenn and his sick ass. So they lose the prison. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, prison's yeah, done. Yeah, Once yeah. the tank mauled, mauled the gates down, zombies had free reign. Plus all the fighting going on because, you know, the, you have um, people trying to get the civilians onto a bus. And then, of course, Glenn's girlfriend... 
Beth. I mean, not Beth, Maggie. Maggie. Maggie is worried about her sister, her little sister. So she goes back out looking for her sister. And then her sister actually comes back and she goes to the bus. Meanwhile, Maggie's already left. So now it's like that whole. Yeah. Basically, most of the people. It's like a um, triple grade adventure. And and what the cap seems to be tiptoeing around is that his main boy, the guy that he would defend to the death, big old tough, no one can beat him, Tyrese is being shot at. And so he ducks and starts crying behind a bunch of begonias and gets saved by a 10-year-old girl and her younger sister. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not exaggerating. The the crazy 10-year-old girl. Oh, crazy 10-year-old girl. That makes her much more dangerous than Tyrese. (laughs) Well, yeah, this this twelve foot nine black he's guy. Being, he's being shot at with automatic weapons by by two or three people, and you want him to kind of jump into the fire? Is it because he's black? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was being shot at by automatic weapons. The same people that had automatic weapons that were taken out by a ten year old girl and her younger sister. Because they blindsided them. Crazy ten year old girl. <laughs> crazy. Oh, she was crazy. I would prefer to have a crazy ten year old girl protect me rather than a perfectly sane ten year old girl. That's because you're Latino. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are used to the crazy women. Wow, that's, that's true. <laughs> You oh, you hear that, G? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't name you by name. <laughs> I've said her name plenty of times. People know that. No, um, what I mean is I didn't say it was her. I, I was going to say she was the exception. Full of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the story. Basically, so um, all th- we're left with everybody scattering. You have Daryl and I believe he, he's, he's with a bunch of people. He's with, I think, Michonne. Right, at least we imagine, right. Yeah, Michonne and Maggie. Yeah, I think so. Because and the bus Glenn leaves. is on the bus. Glenn is on the bus with uh, whoever he's on the bus with. With Maggie's the... sister and a couple of the other people? No, Maggie's sister had run off the bus. That's why Maggie left the bus. Because oh, she went this, to look for Beth. to come back? I'm not sure. That's That was the thing. I'm not really clear how that It was a lot of running around. Like, like, of for instance, like the fact going... that Michonne was only a few feet behind Rick, even with turning to get the governor, but yet Michonne wasn't with Rick and Carl at the end either. So I'm like, I don't know where she went at all. Yeah, and then the, one, one of the biggest um, spoilers is they're looking around. They're like, oh, wow, you know, Carl, you know, meets up with his dad. And like, oh, my God, Carl, you're okay. And he's bucking out. Carl! <laughs> he's looking for Carl. He's like, oh, my God, Carl died in this war. Carl's okay. And Carl's, um, you know, holding his own. His father almost dies by zombies again, and, and, and he kind of kills these zombies. So they have that, that father-son moment. All of a sudden, it's like, where's your baby sister? Dum, yeah. dum, dum. Yeah, well, we find the uh, the carrying, little carrying the, the case. The baby thing. carrier. Yeah, the baby carrier uh, looking all bloody, and there's no baby there. So we don't know. Dum, Lunch. Dum, dum. <laughs> it made me hungry. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Baby, the other white meat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted some baby back ribs. And now we apologize to all so the babies back, out baby there. I want some baby back, baby back, baby back. Wow. So that's Chili's kinda... baby oh, back ribs. <laughs> I can't believe we just did. It's because of the mics. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's it well, is. these mics are great. They're these the blue Yetis are these big silver mics. It's just basically like talking into like the Silver Surfer's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and now we apologize to all the Silver Surfer fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to the Walking Dead, uh, <laughs> I know I can't ask Ralph because he wouldn't even watch it. How did you feel about that episode as a whole? Holy shit! <laughs> I uh, it was that really, episode it, was incredible. It, <laughs> it was it was a really great episode. It, it it first of all it was it was a shockingly good episode for a mid season finale. I mean they're always cliffhangers, but this one was just like holy cow. Um, but it also I I guess I think what everyone loved about it is that it was what you felt the end of the last season should have been. And I'm not that. saying that it should have been that way. It's just that we expected the governor to die at the end of the last season, not carry over. So the fact that it did carry over, this felt like the nice wrap-up. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll agree also. I mean, this was better than 
the way they ended last season. I remember last season it was like that's it, and we said it on this podcast before. That's it, but you know. But I liked it. I still liked the end of last season. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I, well, because it, it was the learning point for Carl because he Rick needed really he realized that he needed to get Carl to see that there's something still good in the world, even as shitty as that world's going to be. You know, right? And I just felt like this. And it's funny because. You can tell who is into story and who's into violence. Because when you look on Facebook, the people that are into violence are like, oh, man, like these past episodes were horrible, but this episode was great. Yeah. And then you have the people who love, you know, who love story saying, well, you know what? You know, the past two episodes weren't bad, but this episode was fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, I can get when the thing can be too story heavy. I mean, I don't find it, so I can understand it. But um, there was a, a guy I know. He just said, you know, I, I the stories are too much. I just... They should just be fighting the zombies more. I said, if they fought, I said, if you want to see zombie fighting, then turn on any bad sci-fi channel movie with zombies. I said, because if that's all the show is about, it would have only lasted half a season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's only the drama that makes this thing go on. Kind of like what you've said before, Mike. The the zombies are a backdrop. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're not the main event. They're what's going on. It's yeah, kind of like, it's about the survival. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like when I watch it, and you know, after a while, you start thinking, unless they run it, not just them. I'm talking about uh, whatever is left of humanity. You know, unless you've got a lot of people that are farming and attempting to build cultures and careers, I mean, careers, um, communities again, you know, packaged food and whatnot, that stuff goes bad after, you know, several years. I'm like, you know, you don't really have that much survival left. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one quick question before we go to break. Um, what do you see is going to happen for the for the second half of the season? Shit's going to go down. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, that's what I liked about this season finale is that. As much as I, you know, when that when you knew the governor was coming back, you knew, or at least I felt, that they were going to kill him. But I assumed, like everybody else, you're going to do it by the season finale, not the mid-season finale. So them doing it in the mid-season was delightfully refreshing newness. You know, it was just like, wow, I was not expecting that. So I don't know what in the world the rest of the season is going to hold, except I still think Maggie's going to die. Uh, I don't want her to die. They're all going to die. Eventually. Come on. No, well, they're, they're all going to die. I already called my people. They're, they're going to take care of it. Are these the same people that advise you about the apocalypse? <laughs> no, actually, I advise them about the apocalypse. <laughs> That's why so many people are dead. <laughs> the one I'll say is just that I like the way that all the groups broke up so you can go any different direction. on. Uh, uh, you can go in many different directions how to start up next season. You don't know if you're going to start with Rick. You don't know if you're going to start with Michonne. You don't know if right. you're going to have a split episode with Michonne's group and Daryl and Rick. You don't know which way you can go. Right. So... Um, there you have it. Um, our take on the mid-season finale. So we'll be back uh, with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I get something to drink because my mouth is dry. Oh, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to one of our newer segments. Is it called Deer in Headlights? <laughs> I was like, that's not the music we do. All right. So welcome back to um, one of our returning segments called Comic Book Debates with Cap, Mike, and Ralph. All right. So just to give you an idea of what we do at the beginning of the week, one of us chooses a comic book or comic eat topic to debate. And the other two people have all week to gather the information and research the topics. The day of the debate, which is today, the person who picked the topic also gets the chance to pick who debates which viewpoint. So, in other words, they're the moderator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use big old words, fine. Spell it. Um, <laughs> so, our topic for today is, do the best superheroes wear capes? The person that will be arguing the pro will be Mike the Finance Guy. 
Woo! And the person arguing against the capes being on the best superheroes will be Ralph the Tech. I just want to let it know that even though my statements will be awesome, I am doing this under a physical, or I should say mental impairment. Mental? Oh, goodness. Here we go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So understand he's he's saying that he's spoken crack. Please do not. <laughs> and, and, and obviously at the end, I will judge to see who possibly won the debate, <laughs> even though nobody really will care. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, your opening statement. Um, superheroes that wear capes are cool. Period. Okay. Simple to the point. Ralph? Sta- it is a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? I disagree. There we go. <laughs> are you serious? Okay. All right. I disagree. Superheroes that don't wear capes are better. There you go. Okay. I'm better at kissing my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, can you please give me the why? Why? Well, because it's just, you say superhero to anybody, including your grandparents. They're going to, they, first thing they say, it's a guy in tights and a cape. Because everybody associates capes with the superheroes. It's been going back for 75 years. Superman, Batman. You got the whole list going down there. For th- Those two alone keep the association going. I mean, then you have others. I mean, you even have Storm, Vision, you know, Power Girl. Uh, I'm trying to think about who else I got. Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's cool. That's why. Well noted on the Doctor on the Doctor Strange. That points will be taken off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ralph, your rebuttal? Well, you see, there are many very awesome superheroes that don't wear capes. You know, like the Flash, Iron Man, most of the X Men. Yeah, yeah, sure. right. And you know, there are some characters, some superheroes that wear capes, and you know, capes aren't meant to imply that they can fly. I've never seen Batman flying on his own power. Huh? Grappling hook or jetpack or bat he glides. Wing. He glides. Ooh, it's not the same as flying because flying implies you can go up. All he do is go down. I'm sure Batman goes down a lot. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Mike, your retort? Well, you know, besides just the idea of flying, I mean, capes stimulate the imagination. I mean, think about it. We're all kids. You threw a towel around someone's neck, immediately they had superpowers. It's, it's because it gives you a sense of power, of freedom, and, you know, usually flight, but it is really all about power. I mean, kings had the, the capes, and that's kind of what they think the superhero cape business was all about. It was just that they wore them to give that sense of regality and that, that well, they're above you, low-down, lifeless motherfuckers. All right, so, <laughs> what, so what you're saying is that if uh, all, I, all I gotta do to feel superior is wear a cape. So I could go outside butt naked and I'd be superior because I'm wearing a cape. You will feel superior. I didn't say you would be superior. <laughs> I just said that you're going to, it's going to give you that it's, feeling. It's more also the suit because, I mean, come on. Look at the Flash's suit. You know, it shows muscle tone and it's the freaking lightning bolt right there. It's I don't awesome. think that the guy on the arrow has any muscle tone. <laughs> I don't think the Flash is going to be negative muscle. Well, well, that one, yeah, sure. But how about Cyborg? I mean, come on. That's just is ridiculous, you know, with the technology all over. Technically, he's naked. That's good. Right? <laughs> a black man with a cape? Come on. <laughs> that ain't never going to happen. And then look at, look at um, was it Mr. Terrific? I think his name is. Right? He don't got a cape, but he looked badass. He's just so far named the two lamest superheroes he could ever have found <laughs> to prove his point about them not wearing capes. Well, well noted, by the way. Well noted. <laughs> How about I, Aquaman? Your Mr. Terrific is like double negative points to my Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nightwing. Nightwing don't wear a cape. 
That's because Batman said, take that cape off, bitch, if you're going to leave. <laughs> because all the other Robins are going to wear them. Nightwing's like, I don't need your cape, old man. Here you go. Boom. I I'm wear my dress like a I ballerina if I want to. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> all right. So, Mike, your closing statement, sir. Um, they're just plain cool. Like I said, imagine seeing anybody walking around with a cape on. Immediate respect. You hope they have their clothes on because at least then you'll get up close to them to shake their hand, but they will get immediate respect. And also, capes are important too because they really help hide the crap stain from when you first see Galactus because you're going to hit shit in those pants right away. (laughs) And your closing statement, Ralph? Gentlemen and ladies of the comic book world, I come here to tell you that capes aren't necessary. You know, as long as you got a badass suit with a mask, you can scare the crap out of your enemies, and you don't even have to fight them. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, both for giving your for debating both viewpoints. And by the way, I forgot to give the um, the message that these viewpoints are not those of the people that are debating them. They just were given these sub these um, viewpoints to debate. I thought and you were about to say substandard. <laughs> and the winner of the debate, I will say, is a draw because you buy, both used lame characters. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I declared Mike the winner last week, so you got to pick. Okay, Mike wins only because he gave me one character. You gave me two. And you guys were neck and neck. And here's something I'm going to add, and I didn't add it as part of the debate but because I wasn't sure if you were prepared. So I want to throw this out there. The usefulness of capes. Now all viewpoints out the window. We, you know, how, Where do you guys stand in regards to the, the whole cape thing? And when it comes to capes... Do you feel like that there is a usefulness to them? No. Uh, I, I, I it's, don't. It's, it's useful to get caught in a fan and get pulled backwards yeah. or for an enemy to drag Ed, you Edna around. Mode, and them. Edna Mode made it very clear. No capes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, like I said, I mean, you know, all the reasons I pulled up, I mean, are they're factual to a point, but they're not what I, I believe. I mean, capes, sure. I mean, there's going to be a character, maybe if you made your own character or whatever, there's always a character that you might want to toss a cape on just because it just looks cool or whatever. Yeah. They're but, fashionable, yeah, but, not functional. Yeah, but functionally speaking, I mean, I don't think you need them. Actually, you know. I, I tend to disagree. Only in Batman. It I was just going to say, Batman, his, his cape is bulletproof. It helps him fly and it can shield him from certain things. I think in his, right, in but, his case, but that Batman's always the one that you can, it's, that's about the only one you can come up with. I mean, besides, of course, a Robin for a very similar type but, situation. But, but even you know. any other superhero I'm pretty sure Superman doesn't, doesn't need his cape. Well, let's talk about somebody like an angel. Uh-huh. Angel I'm, like, okay. I'm, sorry, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of somebody. Sorry, my, let me take that back. God, you guys are like sharks. Yeah, um, <laughs> Captain Marvel doesn't need a cape. Crap. Martian Manhunter doesn't really even have a if, cape. What if you have a superhero that can fly but is not invulnerable? Somebody who can fly. You mean like Storm? And, she doesn't need her cape. She flies without it, yeah. and she's like, not invulnerable. Like like a bullet. Like if a bullet comes, and somebody try to shoot her down. You know, her cape isn't bulletproof. Right, but that's what I'm, that's what I was just about to add in is that it's not like. All these people make bulletproof capes. They just have capes, that, yeah. the ones that have them. And I'm like, the only really one that functional. really uses a cape as a tool is Batman. Right. And and also, capes themselves, have, I mean, as we've seen, they've fallen out of fashion with heroes, you know, over 40 years ago. But if you notice, really, the only things left that have um, capes are villains. Yeah. They're the only one. And they're the ones that still, Mike Needle still has his. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. And, and that goes back to, the, to, to your whole um, spiel about being superior, you know, right. having a sense of, you said Every reality, guy, yeah. but, but, you know, the idea of I'm better than right. you. Right, and you that's know. exactly why I think the villains still have them. Right. I mean, you know, I, I wrote down like, what happened? I wrote down a couple of ones. Um, actually, I don't remember who I wrote down the damn thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find it in my own notes. 
Um, but oh yeah, like Loki, Destiny, Mysterio, you know, you can just see like the patterns, these people that feel that they are better. I mean, granted all the villains think they're better, but it is just a weird thing. The villains keep Thor them. still has a cape. Thor still has. I mean, he's just well, he's one of the few. I mean, it's not saying that all the good guys get got rid of them, but they, he's just one of the few that's still left over. Pretty much everyone's gone. Spider Man twenty ninety nine had a mini cape. Oh, he had his wings, <laughs> his, his his little web wings. Yeah, I hated that. I like why well, I like when they had the web thing under the arms in, for, for Spider Man. Like, I don't. It made no sense. Why were you gonna do that? I mean, like it, it looked like his pits were spreading out webs. <laughs> I thought visually it was cool, but like, oh yeah, I mean, it has no function. I mean, unless they unless claim they could glide, but I mean, yeah. they never really said that. But I mean, that's what. Well, that's what um, Spider Woman's are though. They are gliders. She, they are glider wings. And she does right. say that. But Spider Man never were. They just kind of look cool. But uh, I th- personally, I think the only there's only one character that should still be wearing a cape all this time, and we all know who that is, and that of course would be Doctor Doom. And, <laughs> and why is that? Why is that? Because Doom fears no jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Our take on our capes important, and according to these guys, they're not. Doom says yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? This is the Cap again, letting you know that we want to hear from you. We meaning me, Mike, and Ralph. So we just want to hear what's on your mind. Do you agree with some of the things we said? Do you think we're full of crap? Or just some suggestions you have? We definitely want you to hit us up. So please take the time out and you can email us at m22lcmr at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Twitter handle at meanwhile22. Also, if you're wondering what the hell are they talking about by a Doctor Who border, you can check our growing um, website at meanwhile22pageslater.com. That 22 is a number. Now back to the show. And we're back with our new segment, Super Physics. So you're probably thinking to yourself, what the hell is that? Well, have you ever wondered how Batman can take a hit from Bane and still survive? Or how does Superman really fly? Or the ultimate question, how is it that Hawkeye can take out a room full of guys with one arrow and darkness? This is what we're going to try to answer now with our segment, Super Physics. (laughs) Well, I mean, some of that stuff you bring up is funny because with, when we talked about putting the segment together, I had more questions than I did answers. <laughs> like, there are no like, answers to these questions. <laughs> well, we're gonna try. We're gonna try anyway. Because, and I, I want to call this Mike's favorite segment because as long as I've known Mike, Mike and I would discuss um, different subjects about superheroes. And Mike's favorite question is, and how could this happen? And he gets into like, well, technically this should work and this should not work. So I'm like, wow, that's a perfect segment for Mike. Well, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, I don't suck all the fun out of it. I mean, I, it's, I know. You don't? It's a, no, <laughs> I know it's a comic book. So it's not like I'm going, well, it makes no sense that someone so can fly. But again, like, and we've stated in previous podcasts, my point is if you introduce characters with powers, certain powers, or a world with or without powers, stick to it. So, you know, there shouldn't just be these leaps and bounds like, Oh, he can't lift anything heavier than a you know a Volkswagen, and then suddenly he's lifting the Empire State Building for no reason, <laughs> you know. Besides the fact that you dug yourself into a plot hole that you uh, can't fix, uh, unless they say you know that um, his adrenaline pumped through his system and, and his adrenaline is activated differently than regular normal human beings, then you have to give that to me, and that's fine. But then it must be consistent, not the and it can only be done that one time. 
I'm like, because that means you wrote yourself into a plot hole that you could not get out of. That's right. just my thing. Okay, all right. So, so what's one of the what, what's one of the um, things you want to visit in this super physics? Because there's a lot of things we could cover. Oh yeah. Do you, Mike or Ralph? Do you have one? I know I have one. Well, let's hear yours first. All right. Question. The first question for this: How can Superman and Clark Kent look like two different people when they're the same fucking person without a mask? <laughs> well, do you want the comic book answer or do you just want an answer both i don't give a damn i mean i would like both because we can compare comic book answer versus how you think it works or maybe comic book answer versus why it doesn't work you won't like the comic book answer. <laughs> I, I know i'm not gonna like the comic book answer i'm just letting you know now because uh, you won't like it and, and also remember i probably know the comic book answer but, oh, but, possible. but probably have forgotten very possible i'm knowledgeable i'm the cat <laughs> so can somebody please help me out with this? Because I'm like, huh? Yes, because his arrogance is preventing him from thinking. <laughs> That's why I have such a big head. <laughs> I thought I was just getting smacked in it by your mom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we went with your mother? 15 episodes and we get to your mother? Wow. Yo, mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, smarty asses. Go ahead. What? Go. All right, let's just start off with the the textbook comic answer, which, uh, which is my favorite, is that it's because of... Are we all ready? The reason that people don't notice the difference between Clark Kent and Superman is because Superman uses super hypnosis. Yes. And it only help it I, only works on people that are looking at him. Meaning, and there have been comics where it's been mentioned, and I, and I don't know if it was Byrne particularly that, that drew a large point to this. He didn't invent it, but he I think it was in his comic that like people will see Clark Kent and they see him as however they see Clark Kent. But then the, um, the Clark Kent was talking to a doorman. He's walking with Lois, talking to a doorman. And the guy's like, oh, Mr. Kent, da 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 And um, Clark and Lois are now walking away from the doorman. And the doorman says, you know what, Mr. Kent? It's really weird. He goes, every time I see you walking away, you look so much bigger and more muscular from behind than you do when I see you in the front. Really? Yep. Yeah. Because he can't be hypnotized because his eyes are in front. Right. So my question is, how do you feel about that? That's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, they they even tried to do that in uh, I think one of the Superman movies. The Did one they? Where, yeah, when when Lois finds out that number two. Yeah, when Lois finds out that Clark is Superman, and then the whole thing where she almost dies and he turns back the the world and everything. Right. No, no, well that's number that, one. That's number that, one. Number two is when they get married, and that's when he takes the glasses off and she realizes yeah, that it's, it's, him. it's yeah. him. But they don't say what it is. And then at, at the end, it's like she drinks from a cup, but he's staring right at her. You know, so he's like, oh, it's like I'm, I'm hypnotizing you to forget who I am. Oh, no, the kiss did that. The kiss was did the that, kiss? yeah. It was a kiss. kiss, yeah. My God, man, you guys <laughs> accuracy. Once again, DC inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kiss made her forget because that was the whole thing. But I mean, yeah. I, I so don't... now he has amnesia kisses too? <laughs> How many powers does he have? Let's fuck and let's not remember that. That was horrible. <laughs> That's every guy's and, shit. And that led to what? Superman, Superman Returns. Three? Oh, Superman oh. Returns, yeah. Because they did fucking two. Yeah. And she had a baby in Superman Returns. And apparently she and doesn't realize And she has no idea. Apparently, she has no idea why she has a baby with superpowers. Right. <laughs> she doesn't remember being married to him. Superhero, I'm so, super rapist, a.k.a. super stalker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part of the movie. That it's like She just realizes he's a rapist. She should be crying in the corner right. going, I'll never be safe. I'll never be safe. But it kind of goes back to, uh, I'm sorry, Ralph, are you going to say? No, it's like, it, it might suck. It's like, maybe, what if you're like the world's greatest lover, but no one can remember? Can you imagine that? <laughs> you try and tell yourself that, but it, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold true on the podcast either. <laughs> wow. Moving away from that. <laughs> no, but, uh, do I feel about the super hypnosis? Um, bullshit. I mean, it, it's, it's, 
it's just the dumbest thing in the world to explain why people don't notice that subtle difference. Either that or like you got freaking reporters that are too dumb to realize that you got the superhero right next to you. Well, that's what bothered me in Superman Returns is that, yes, we all know how stupid that eyeglass disguise is. I mean, especially considering that, except for the comic books, they never tell you that it's hypnosis. So like you're just sitting there going, it's even worse. No one notices the difference. But you always got the, the wink and the nod that like, you know, you never saw Superman and Clark Kent pictured side by side. Yeah. That at least was something that no one ever did because that would just beg that everybody's damn idiots. But in Superman Returns, remember, he comes back. Superman has already saved the day. They have giant plasma screens all around with Superman's picture on and Clark Kent is right there in the room with him. Yep. And that was like, I'm sorry, you stepped way too far by that point. And that was before the stalking and the super rape. Because it's just like, you're just telling me that all these people... I'm, okay, no one should believe that Clark uh, that Superman has a secret identity. That's my biggest fallacy. A guy without a mask on wouldn't have a secret identity. You would just assume when you don't see him, he's just somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. Which which right. actually he is. <laughs> you know, think about it. So all, wouldn't you just logically just say, gee, Clark, you know, you look a lot like Superman. And that would be that. I mean, there would be no more mystery to it. It would just, or you just, look a lot like Superman. Or just yeah. the simple fact that Superman was gone for so long. And so was Clark, and right. Superman comes back. Oh, Clark, you're back too. Right. How was your journey? Right. I mean, of yeah. course, that's the suspicious part. But I mean, as far as him protecting an identity, I've never gotten it. It's like you just look like Superman. Lots of people look like people. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's no secret. I get that all the time. It's like yeah. that guy looks like that guy. <laughs> I, I'm, let me give you a, a quick story that, that's not superhero based, but kind of what we're talking about. Are you ever familiar? Oh, I know you might be familiar with. Ever, do you know the wrestler George the Animal Steel? I remember George, but I couldn't tell you. George the Animal Steel was this bald-headed, hairy chest wrestler who basically was an animal. He didn't speak very clear. He was kind of like very barbaric. In the, in the ring, he had a green tongue. He bit the turnbuckles of the ring. Oh, man. Oh, my you, God. I forgot You're really setting that. this up for yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. So he's like real like, blah, blah, blah. he was like, say words once in a while like, mine. And my girlfriend can appreciate this because she loves wrestling. So um, George the Animal Steel would do that. And I believe later on in life, or actually not later on in life, back in the day, wrestling what it wasn't what it is now, where you can make it a full-time job, or a full-time career, excuse me, not a job, a career. But back then, it was a job. It was kind of like when, you talked about, when we talked about comic book writers right. back in the day, and they had a job as a shoeshine person, right, and just right. ask you what you were, you were a shoeshine person. People in wrestling did the same thing. They would um, have other jobs. So George the Animal Steel was a substitute teacher. And I don't know if it's Georgia. I know my girlfriend's going to correct me later on when she hears this. But he was a substitute teacher somewhere else. And they would say things like, oh, my God, you look like George the Animal Steel. And the way he would respond is, so I'm an idiot to you? Do I look like an idiot? Have you seen him? <laughs> and he was very well spoken. And he was like, you know, so why, why, you know, why would you say that? And the kids would be like, no, well, you kind of look like him. He goes... Well, I, I've seen him once or twice, and I don't think that's a really good, you know, that's not a really good thing you're saying about me right now. That's so so Superman could have totally handled it like that. Well, it wouldn't even be you that mean involved. Clark Kent. Right, well, Clark. Well, Clark Kent. Right, I mean, it wouldn't be that involved. Like I said, if if, a super, if you happen to look like the guy on screen, I mean, like, for instance, if you ran into someone and you said, gee, you look like Brad Pitt, you're not going to get into a 90-minute argument with the guy. He's just either going to go, oh, yeah, I hear that a lot, or, yeah, thanks, but I don't see it. That would be it. I mean, it, there's not Lex Luthor is not going to hound him, but you really look like Superman. I just all right, said, Lex, get over it. <laughs> I would just be like, no, he looks like me. What the fuck are you talking about? I look, he looks like me. I'm the original. That would be Ralph. <laughs> I never liked that idea about Superman and using that whole. I mean, because I heard the hypnosis thing before, 
But just the idea of the, uh, a simple pair of glasses and the changing of the hairstyle can change the way you see a person and you cannot understand that this person is somebody else. But one thing that I remember liking about, one of the only things I liked about Brandon Roth mm-hmm. in Superman Returns was the way he portrayed Clark Kent. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kal-El playing Clark Kent. How he made himself clumsier. He hunched his shoulders a little bit more. Right. You know, his body language said something totally different than when he was Superman. And it was like, okay, well, then that makes sense. You know, they're the same size and whatever. But, you know, that, that, that makes sense. Because when you see somebody walking, people have very strong mannerisms. And um, I had somebody the other day, hasn't seen me in 10 years, but said, by the way that I walk, he was able to recognize me. So I, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Did you I ask him why he'd been checking out how you walk? <laughs> well, it's because the cap is a very distinctive walk. He walks like he's I a sailor. I can tell by the way you use that walk. You know <laughs> Don't sing. <laughs> I walk like a sailor? Yeah. Fuck you. Dude, it's, it's, you, you got that that whole Popeye kind of walk. <laughs> you should wow. take that spinach can out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's been up my ass. <laughs> I always thought it was my head. <laughs> But you ever, uh, I forgot who was it that said it, but I remember hearing somewhere, um, someone was talking about how Superman is making fun of us. Because here you got this God kind of a person who disguises himself as us, right? And his appearance, his image of us is this weak, clumsy, kind of uh, goofy guy. So that's, he's portraying humans as that. Yeah, I've heard that as a philosophy too. I don't think so. I think that that's. I mean, I disagree with that philosophy. I mean, I can understand where that comes from, but I think that it's more. It's less of Kyle L saying, "Okay, that's what I think of humans." I think that's what he's saying is, "What's something that's gonna throw off the least amount of red flags?" Okay. And somebody who looks dumpy is like, "Yeah, well, he can yeah, never uh, be he's Superman." Well, even yeah. though we're getting, uh, I don't want to get too far off topic yeah. on that one, but uh, you've done it twice, and I hope you're not one of those people that does that. You've referred to Clark Kent as Kyle L twice. He's Clark Kent. He's not Kal-El. Uh, that's yeah. his government name. <laughs> that's his government name. That's his government name. Clark. He Clark Kent, right? And I say that because, you know, Superman is the name that the, the um, society has given him. Yeah. And Clark Kent is the name that his mom and dad here on Earth gave him. But the name that his original parents gave him was Kal-El. Yeah, but just think about yeah, it. Yeah, but now let's take that into normal world of people being adopted, especially as a little baby. But if I name somebody Ron, and then I, you know, then the parents that adopted him as he's months old named him George. His name's George. You know, I mean, it's just it's not Ron by that point. It's just George. And, and when you adopt a kid, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Give right. him a cape or whatever. Right. But I mean, you know, I'm just saying, like it's like you know. But I mean, they, you know, I, I don't like that that know, they try to use that as such a well. He's Kyle, but you know, he goes by Clark. It's like no, his name is Clark Kent. He was born Kyle. His parents should have stayed alive and raised him. But but, but isn't <laughs> that know? but isn't that like um, if a, if a, I don't know, you know, what? I'm not even gonna bring that up. I don't want to go too far off topic. I was just gonna say, just like we were talking, you and I were having a debate at my other job the other day about names, right. and, um, about when when a lot of, a lot of Asians or a lot of people from other countries where their names are so hard to pronounce when they come here, they change their names. Right now, when kids are adopted, and, you know, from other countries and they come here. Their names are one thing, but, you know, they have an English name. Right. Is that that's kind of like the same thing? No, because they didn't know his name was Kal-El. But they, he was just in a ship. They named him Clark Kent. I mean, you know, if they... But he knows his name is Kal-El. Yeah, Later, but, but, but not when he's a baby. In other words, it's just like, for instance, if, if you just found out, if, if your mother just finally said, you know what, you were adopted, your name was, you know, was... was I don't know, like George. Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> Let's just say it was George. Are, are you going to come here and tell Ralph and I, oh, I'm George now? 
Don't call me the cap. I'm George now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, George. Yeah. Check this out, George. Think about like even though um, Kal-El knows that his name is Kal-El, right? He's not gonna go to the papers and be like, "Don't call me Superman. My name's Kal-El." Because that, you know, that doesn't strike any fear. It's anybody's like, oh my God, look, it's Cal Lau. It's Cal Gone. Yeah, time out, he's never come around and said, yo, is it, yo, Clark. Uh, I'm sorry, yo, Cal Lau. Yo, my name's not Cal Lau. That's my Kryptonian name. Call me Clark. He has never done that. No, no, he's never done that. Well, I just, he, he's embraced all names. That's why I said Cal Lau, because it was wow. who he was in, in essence. In the book which you made me read, Kingdom Come. He has renounced his human name and says, just call me Kala. Yeah, that's that's also one of those things I hate when the writers do that because I'm like, because really you're just saying that, uh, which I've made this point several times, that when you do that, you're just basically saying he's crazy because he it's like, you know, you got this guy that just won't accept he just is who he is, you know? No, nah, I don't say crazy. Crazy is a really strong word, though. I would say having an identity crisis. I, I don't want to use that term. <laughs> but having an identity crisis saying, you know, well, who am I? And after these events, you know what? I'm not that person. People go through that. Yeah, they do. And unfortunately, People, and these, that's natural. And, and that would be true, except for the fact that he could split our planet in half. And it's like, I don't yeah. need somebody with that kind of power yeah. having having an identity crisis. No, fuck and that. again, he, I'm not saying that it's not. He's not. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, but he's been raised as human, so he has the same kind of issues. So what I'm saying is that for him to go through an identity crisis like that, especially based on what happened, right, that's right, totally again, natural. Again, that's, that's totally great weird. in the sense of if we wanted him to be a real character but he's just Superman it's like that's my whole point stop getting too far because otherwise you're begging too much out of this this character and what you're begging from it, it it's not nice it, it, it's it's too much crazy on a character with too much power also remember it's an Elseworld if this right. was, if well this that was, one is but I mean they've done it, it in others I mean like even in his regular book I mean they'll go down they've gone through the whole you know he's called Kal-El with you know with certain people and other people or my favorite part is when Superman, and I guess you know the writer just wanted to make it very clear that he he embraces heritage. He'll start going like, you know, instead of like my God, he'll be like by Rao. I'm like, really? You switch religions that fast? <laughs> I, I, you don't know anybody that knows the religion, <laughs> and yet you've become religious under Rao, and yet you were raised in Kansas all of your life. Yeah, but <laughs> we, know? but but once again, and I, I don't want to once again, I don't want to stray too far off point, but... which we have for about the last six minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we keep saying that. Yeah, but but I, I, all all I'll say is that. Um, if Superman has been raised human, and exactly what you're saying, he's been raised human, he should identify with five o'clock Kent that he can identify with the same kind of issues of any kind of adopted son. When Who am I? I've been raised with a white family. Oh, shit, I'm Hawaiian. I'm black. I'm something else. You know, maybe I want to embrace that part of me. Yeah, I suppose. You know, right. so, it happens. So let's go back to the physics. I think um, the hypnosis thing, full of shit. I agree. But... Well, what do you think is a better example? Uh, besides that, evidently everyone in all of the DC world is stupid and can't recognize the difference. <laughs> what is your explanation then? Like, what do you think is a better one? Um, I, I kind of went with the Brandon Roth thing. The fact that, you know, if I change my body appearance, if I change the way I walk around the entire time, it's, a, it's an entire charade while I'm Clark Kent. So really who I am is when I'm in the cape and in the, um, it's almost like, like Batman. Like the, how they say that Bruce Wayne is not the identity. It, Batman is who Bruce Wayne is. Kind of that's that. also crazy talk <laughs> but batman's crazy right. <laughs> but right batman's crazy but um what i'm saying is that i think that you know the only explanation why people would would not be able to 
um, notice who's who is because of maybe the way he dresses, maybe the way, you know, maybe he changes his speech pattern, his mannerisms, all that stuff. He's probably done a lot of a, a lot of research on that, but I will say that it's very far-fetched. Oh, it's incredibly far-fetched. And especially, again, you know, it's easier to, to make, and again, I don't find anything wrong with what you're saying at all, but it's easier to make those assumptions for a live-action Superman. But in the comics, they just draw Clark Kent just like Superman. So, like, and, and Superman isn't, you know, 5'9", you know, approximately 129. You know, no, he is, he's, he's, he's like 6'5", like you know, like, he's as wide as, like, you know, Muscular. nine lowest lanes across, you know, yeah. Depending on which lowest lane. <laughs> <laughs> it was Terry Hatcher versus the other side. Oh, it was Terry Hatcher. He'd be like 45. So, I love Terry Hatcher. What an ass on her. Anyway. Next question. Next question. No, I'm asking you next question. Oh, oh I have, what is right. your physics? Mine is like, how is it that, you know, Batman's a human, right? right. How is it that he, he fights technically godlike opponents, takes hits, and he's still walking and standing up and not a bone broken or anything? Well, what kind of armor do you have? Well, besides his protective ability, I'll use the my favorite. Claremont constantly had his X-Men using this this sentence over and over whenever um, the ones that didn't have any kind of like super strength or whatever would get hit by somebody with super strength. It was my favorite statement because they always had to say it right after they got hit. Thank goodness I rolled with that the punch. punch. Oh, <laughs> that was my favorite was line every single time. So Batman is rolling a lot. But I think, I think, uh, how, how, wait, how do you roll away from hitting a wall straight back? Your back is just straight into the wall. Um, there are ways to do it. You roll it. away mean, from the wall? Uh, hold on, hold on. If you watch wrestlers, watch wrestlers when they wrestle. because people. And, and it's not real? Oh, spoilers! You want to get my girlfriend mad, don't you? Spoilers! <laughs> now she'll never do an intro for us again. Uh, take my name, take my 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 voice out of there. No, no. Um, if you ever watch wrestlers, they learn how to fall. They learn how to land certain ways, especially if they say, "Okay, you're supposed to land on your shoulder," or you can land on your back. I mean, most of the time you're landing a certain way. I think one of the explanations for Batman is when certain hits are coming, some things he rolls with. <laughs> All and right. some things he knows how to land. Okay, okay. that's I understand that. But you're in midair flying back because you just took a hit from Killer Croc. Right. How are you going to adjust yourself in midair to land against that wall? Watch He's re- good. And Watch then, wrestling. Watch and then, wrestling, bro. Then the wall, there's a dent that's like at least five inches in. Your right. back has to be right. shattered. Well, what, what Ralph is asking, though, and again, I'm, you know, we're all having fun, of course, here. We, uh, you know, but to do with Devil's Advocate, what he's asking, though, is that like you're saying, look at wrestling, but wrestling is all um, fake. It, well, it's all fake. It's all uh, what's the word? Choreographed. It's choreographed. Right. They know they're about to be thrown. He's saying that literally, Batman's walking into, let's say, a barely lit room. He has no idea anyone's even there, and he gets hit with a super punch that literally knocks him through the wall. Like he has no point in time to go. Let me twist. Well, yeah. also, <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> well, let, let me say two things. Number one. Um, also remember that not every hit he'll be okay. He might come across saying, you know, what do you have next for me? Or I'm sorry, what do you have next for me? I was about to say, <laughs> since when did Kev become Batman? Oh, Kev, Kev, Kev always wants to be oh, Batman. Oh, he's spanking it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Batman. Spank- oh, yeah. Say, say I'm the Dark Knight. Say I'm the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robin, clean it up. <laughs> but- I didn't say use your hands. <laughs> Using my cape, the one that Ralph said was fucking valuable. <laughs> actually, um, but what I'm saying is that first off, we don't know that every hit he takes, he that he's okay. He just acts like he's okay. Right. So I think that's part of the explanation. Part of it is every hit he takes 
he's 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 not okay when he comes back and goes, "You got more for me, Croc." He wouldn't say that. He, he's gonna get up and keep fighting, but you know, he's not gonna say, "Oh, oh my, I think I fractured my jaw." Right. There might be a thought bubble saying that, but sometimes writers don't even do that. I just think that, you know, kind of, you know, agreeing with a little bit of what Cap is saying there with it is that I think that by the time he drags himself back to the Batcave and Alfred's right there, mm-hmm. you know, with like, you know, the hot cocoa and a teddy bear, Batman is just sitting there in, in the car just, <laughs> oh, I hurt so much. <laughs> it's a paper cut, sir. <laughs> I got a boo-boo. <laughs> Alfred! It's an ingrown nail. Man up. <laughs> Would you like your little pandas? <laughs> but I, I definitely, I definitely will piggyback on, on Mike's thing. I think part of it is also when he gets his ass back to the Batcave, he's licking his wounds literally. Like he's, you know, he's he's put out a, a great facade for the enemy to show that you know you can't take me down. I'm the Batman. But when he gets there, I mean, he's got broken ribs. He just knows how to mask, you know, mask it very well. Yeah. But I mean, but again, you know, to to go with what Ralph is asking, it, it does beg a lot. I mean, Batman does take some brutal slaps. Now, the only fair part is, I mean, usually Batman's not fighting like you know, like a apocalypse type characters or something like that, which is thankful yeah, because it's it's out of his class. Like I always have problems when he's one on one with like Mongol. Like, I mean, there's one thing if he's part of the team, because then he's he's trying... I mean, because really, I mean, even Batman knows he's being a distraction. He yeah. knows he is. Yeah. But when it's just him and Mongo, it's like, Mongo, dude, you're, you're now his... his... He flicks his finger, and the air from it can knock you right, out. Right, exactly. You know, there's this point where when it's one-on-one with those kind of characters, it becomes unbelievable. I mean, Bane, as strong as Bane is, I mean, depending on how they decide to do him in the comics, because sometimes they have Bane that seems like he's Superman, you know. Like but when he's Right. But when he's just... When he's regular, ridiculously strong Bane, but still dealable right. you know then you're just like it said then it goes down to at least i i like to think that it goes down to carefully knowing that like even though he's attacking bane he knows there's a good chance i might get hit so he's kind of prepped for a hit right and therefore he is kind of bouncing here or, or knowing to fall there you know kind of kind of like and, I, and, I, and i'll take back wrestling not that i i don't believe in that concept let's use something because mike is right oh, wrestling back, is huh? mike is choreographed uh, mike is right about it being choreographed Mike is choreographed. Mike is choreographed. No. <laughs> um, Mike is right about, about wrestling being choreographed. Not saying that that's taking any credit away from them, but let's talk about um, any kind of martial arts or jujitsu or hapkido where some of that is based on anticipating a hit and when a hit comes, whether to roll with it or to, or to figure out a counter or to fit a way to you know brace for a fall or impact. There, there's, there's certain martial arts skills, uh, martial arts sets that teach that. So, I mean... Batman yeah. is, you know, I mean, does, I mean, Batman has had a lot of man-to-man practice. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> I love you, Mike. <laughs> All right. All right. Last question. Last one. All right. Martian Manhunter. Master telekinetic, right? Wait, is he telekinetic? Telepath and telekinetic. And telekinetic. telekinetic. He has telekinesis. Oh, I guess he doesn't use it. Well, remember, often. telekinesis, just for those who are listening at home, telekinesis means you can move things with your mind. Versus telepathy, which means you can speak to people from and, mind to and mind. Read their minds and whatever. Right. So he has telekinesis. Why the hell do you see him like changing his shape and trying to like outwit the people? Why don't you just pick them up, hold them there until they get tired or like snap their neck or something with your telekinesis? But it, instead, no, he tries to give them a sporting chance. Uh, it's like someone's, someone's getting away. No, you, you turn intangible, get underground, go to in front of him. 
then get in front of him, turn tangible again, and have him bump up against you. Well, is this a physics question you're asking, or a why the hell are you fighting them that way kind of question? <laughs> why, why are you using those physics? You should be, you should be using other physics. Exactly. Like fist to face. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's not that strong of a telekinetic. Maybe he's not a fighter. But we've seen him in, in like, there's uh, been issues where he's, like, picked up fire trucks and stuff that have been thrown at him, and he just, like, waves them off. Oh. And then he goes at the person and hits him with his fist. Like, what the hell is that? Maybe he can't, you know, he can only lift fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a power of telekinesis, but I can only pick up fire trucks. So toss me a fire truck and I'll toss it right back at you. Uh, I don't even know how to explain that. I mean, I just know that, you know, people sometimes, and this happens even in sports. People don't want to be limited to a certain ability as an advantage, even though, even if they know they're in, they have an advantage. For an example... You're playing basketball. Let's say Mike and I play basketball. Oh, black man versus Spanish guy. He's going to win. But uh, You've say, never seen me play basketball. <laughs> let's say Mike has an insane jump shot. Mike can shoot my eye out all day. Bang, bang, bang. Shoot three-pointers all day and beat me. Goal. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. That's why you're not going to be on a sport podcast. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that there's a certain part where you're like, you know what? I don't want to only beat um, – I don't only want to beat somebody with – a jump shot, maybe I want to drive the lane and, and, and dunk the ball or, or, or do a layup. They, they, they want to, you know, do things that are either, I don't want to say more interesting, but they want to challenge themselves and become more well-rounded. Maybe that's what um, Martian Manor is trying to do. I can't believe that in the middle of a life and death fight, you just decided that I want to give somebody. I just want to express myself differently. You, you, you think after having was like 200 years of isolation on Mars and you come back to, you come to Earth and you're like, Hey, I'm gonna stop crime and whatnot. He's just gonna—is that what it is? That he's bored, so he's having fun with them. So you mean to tell me if somebody has 200 years of isolation, he's gonna be able to think clearly? Huh? Well, I want to know more importantly. <laughs> he'd be more powerful. I mean, come well, on. Well, I just want to know more importantly is this: you ask why in the world that when they throw a fire truck at him, he waves away with telekinesis. He has the ability to become intangible. Why doesn't he just stay intangible yeah. until he goes to fight somebody? That would be the better question. Well, I think you know? I think if he becomes, in, I mean, he's afraid of becoming intangible because just the scare, the, the fear of fire. Period. Yeah. You know, just like, oh my god, it's still going to be near me. You know, I what? it's a fire away. truck. Sorry, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, <laughs> in my head, I saw a truck on fire. <laughs> Uh, in Puerto Rico, yeah. is that how their fire trucks wow. work? <laughs> yes, in Puerto Rico, the trucks actually light things on fire. <laughs> it's a fire truck. Wow. And then you get a water truck to put it out. <laughs> yep. And in the Dominican Republic, they don't have fire trucks because they can't afford fire? <laughs> no, in, in the Dominican Republic, the fire trucks sell water. Oh. So when there's an actual fire, they show up to the houses without any water. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so... There you have it. Um, a look at some super physics, some super questions, and some super funny answers. Geeks on the go. What the oh, hell that was, was that? I wanted to change it up. You guys. Holy God. Nobody else does it Geeks but on me. the go. Geeks on the go. I'll do it. Oh. You, you want to do it over again? No, no, no. Let's keep it. No. Do it. You know what I want you to do? I want you to press stop, and I want you to not erase what we have now. And I want you to do it. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Geeks on the go. You fucked that up. That was, that was <laughs> so horrible. premature. Yeah. Wow. Was that like a prom date? What did you say, Mike? Was that like a prom date? It was so premature. Okay. I could, we ain't doing it over. <laughs> we tried twice and we both failed. <laughs> you oh. know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we never... 
make it past our one minute mark. Actually, we always make it past our one minute mark. We never make it under it. Well, what can I say? I'm never under a minute. <laughs> yeah, you're under like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got my timer out because Mike the Finance guy is looking at me like, you better have it out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just realized how that sounded. <laughs> okay. So are you ready? Ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, hello, you're part of the show too. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> ready, set, and go. If you were hanging from a clip, cliff, which hero would you deny help from? Mike. Franklin Richards. I do not trust that bastard. He should be like 30 years old by now. Ralph. Kick ass. What a pussy. <laughs> How do you feel about superhero characters that are actually gods? Ralph. Eh, I don't mind them. As long as just the simple fact that they get their ass kicked by simple mortals all the time. Mike. Use them sparingly and don't make them aliens. Wow. <laughs> What's more annoying, Wolverine's healing factor or Lobo's reanimation? Ralph. It's Lobo, baby. Wow, okay. Mike. Lobo. Even Wolverine seems more realistically not that bad. And I'll, I'll add in and say um, Wolverine because they make him very Lobo-like, especially from recently, past couple of years. All right. Um, who has the worst time getting a date? Morbius, Killer Croc, Shark Girl, or The Thing? Mike. Killer Croc. That rough ass cannot be fun. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what kind of date he was getting. Time is up. Um, Ralph? Yeah, I would have to say Killer Croc. I mean, come on. Can you say facial? Not good. Whoa, okay. (laughs) If you could have one power, what would it be? Telekinesis or telepathy? Ralph. Oh, yeah. Telekinesis all the way, man. Come on. I'd be moving stuff around. People would be like, what the fuck is going on? Freaking people out. (laughs) Mike. Uh, As usual, Ralph didn't think that through. I'll take telepathy because guess what? Other people will be moving stuff around for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll go on record and say telepathy because when you date somebody like a crazy Puerto Rican, it's hard to read their mind. Oh, our time is up. Okay. (laughs) I got to get out of there real quick. (laughs) So, um, for Mike the Finance Guy, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying keep keep, keep it geeky. And also, hopefully by next week, I will replace my mic. Not Mike the Finance Guy, I'm an actual Mike. Never me. (laughs) (laughs) 